Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail Podcast with your hosts Mark Redman and Mike Nartolinas. Welcome to episode 21 of the Jump in the Rail podcast, coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois, here on Facebook Live. This is Mark Redman, and I'm supposed to be joined by Mike Nargelinas, but he came in about eight minutes before we went on and dropped his belt on the table and said he was out of here. <laughs> but I think we got him back. Narge, how's it going, buddy? I'm good. Call me the mini boss. <laughs> Dead air? What are we doing? Oh, now we're going. Are we still going? I'm, I'm still Narge. I'm still here. Still the mini boss. Yes, yes, yes. I like that shirt you have on, Mark. Oh, thank you. Uh, describe it for the uh, listening public. So for the folks, it, it, it talks about Tequila Narja's Bar and Grill, live from Muhammad, Illinois. You can pick this fantastic t-shirt up, plus many other designs, at ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod. JTRPod. Mark has bought every item we own. He is very much a Mark for himself. Mark is a Mark. Hey. I'm a walking billboard, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, Marco has a jumping the rail wrestling podcast. I'm the only one without a uh, uh, shirt. A, a, well, I have a shirt on. Otherwise, well, the ladies obviously. would be. I, the milkshake brings thank, all the girls to the yard. Thank God it's an audio only medium. I have the Club Danhausen shirt on. My boys were so excited to see this. I got cursed by both the four and the two year old. From their little Hot Wheels Jeep in the front yard before I left. So. <laughs> yeah. Double curse. You didn't curse them back? Well, has, I, uh, I yeah. did, but you, it's not appropriate what I said. That Murray has a cursing problem. Ah. <laughs> All right. So we got a big one today, Narge. Uh, I got a big one every day. Easy. Oh, I was, I was wondering what the that corona was talking. <laughs> so yes, we. That, uh, that sip he's had. So if you followed. Uh, our post today, you saw we what we got on deck for today. And number one is uh, our guest is calling in in about a half an hour, Narge. Uh, wrestling journeyman, legend, uh, Mr. Technical. They called him the winner, you know, Barry Horowitz. You hear that noise? I do. That's For those listening, that's Narge patting himself on the back. That's patting myself on the back. That's not the that. It's not that kind of show. I feel like we, we failed because neither one of us is wearing suspenders. Oh. Or a jerry curl. Well, we don't have much uh, control over that, but uh, or hair. Well, that's you're right on the ball as always, Marco, with the jokes. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna turn this down. Hello, Dwayne, for being number one again. Hello, Hammer, and hello, Minders. Dwayne's always number one. Uh, I think Dwayne was on before we were. That's probably <laughs> true. He popped early, and since he asked earlier, Narge, we might as well get into the elephant in the room. And that is what happened last night at the uh, at the arena for Monday Night Raw. I didn't even watch Raw, and I know what happened last night. So it's obviously very big I deal. didn't watch Raw, and I have no clue what happened. Well, let me, Please let tell. Me, let me bring you up to speed here. So the main event was scheduled to be a six-pack challenge for the number one contendership to the women's championship held by Bianca. Yes. It was supposed to be Becky, Asuka, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Nikki A.S.H., and Dewdrop. Correct. About... 
the uh, everybody shows up at the building at one o'clock p.m. Eastern time, as is their rules. And I guess ever like from the time they got there, Sasha and Naomi were very unhappy with something. Nobody, I've I've heard a tornado of different theories and opinions, but long story short, at about sometime after the show had gone on the air, they walked into uh, Talent Relations Ace. Johnny Ace, Johnny Ace, and uh, Johnny dropped, Bella. They put the uh, world, the women's tag team championships on his desk, took their suitcases, and just got the fuck out of there. They took their ball and went home. They took their ball and went home, but not with as much panache <laughs> as Steve Austin did in two thousand two, or as much pull. I don't think. No, I don't think so. But I think Sasha thinks she has the same pull. Well, yeah, she's a mark for her own gimmick, I guess. Well, this isn't the first time that Sasha's kind of done something questionable by the fans or even by the company. I mean, we, we heard back a few years ago at WrestleMania mm-hmm. where they were in the locker room on the ground throwing a fit. I don't remember which one it was. It but was I think it was Sasha, if I'm not mistaken. Sasha, it might have been Bailey. I'm Bailey. Sure. And well, and then they, they came out and said they didn't do it. But now with all of this that happened yesterday, it makes me you gotta think wonder. that maybe something did. Right. So, but then over the course of the show, number one, Becky did a segment with Adam Pierce saying that they had left, so there was no main event. Trying to trying to play it into an angle, so that wound up being the main event being Becky against Oscar. Is that a main event you want to watch? It was a good match, was it? I thought so. I mean, they were given. I'm not that, trying to be sexist, considering that they were. Uh, that's what they were handed. You yeah. know, they kind of made women's women's out of lemonade. Is that, did I say that right? I don't want to get off on it. T- did they really have a Cody countdown last night? Just a- they they kept the clock for when Cody came out. Are they trying time. to make him a heel already? Because that that'll do it. I think they're trying to make him a bigger star than he is. Yeah, that's nah, going to make him a heel. It they may. might as well bring Brandy out. They may. But to, and to be but fair, back to the yeah. to be fair, it was yeah. a good promo that he cut. So they're going to do Hell in a Cell, him and Rollins. The paper. And then we can move on with our lives. I would hope so. After Cody's beat him for the third time. Right. Right. <laughs> so where was I? Uh, do drop. Okay, so no one. Uh, so one theory that came out, and like I said, everybody's tweeting their opinions. Dirt sheet writers, fans, people that may or may not know the parties involved. Dwayne. Some people are saying that they didn't like the creative because Naomi. First off, Naomi was supposed to go over in the match, so she was supposed to be the number one contender to the women's championship. I don't have a problem with that. Me Other than that, she is a the tag team champion. So should they even be involved in a world? And th- you know, that's one of the things that people were posting somebody said that they didn't know why they were involved and things like that but so one story said that she was supposed to win the match by pinning sasha and then another said that they were she was supposed to win by pinning nikki no i don't know which one's true you know would have made more sense to pin nikki why split the team up but i mean well i don't know that would even necessarily split the team up it's just Every woman for herself, you know, six. Yeah, but Sasha with her ego. Well, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nikki seems expendable. Out of that group, Nikki and Dewdrop seem like the most expendable, right. I guess, at this point. And as I understand it, they were, Naomi and uh, Sasha, I'll try to avoid the pronouns, uh, were of the opinion that they should be defending their tag titles at Hell in a Cell against Nikki and Dewdrop instead of one of them being in the world title match. I don't disagree. Well, it's not entirely wrong. They got to, I think that they planned on bringing more prestige to those tag titles mm-hmm. but right now it's kind of uh, they're kind of spinning their wheels a little bit with it i think the tag titles was a mistake yeah i, I don't think they have enough of the roster to do it and i agree with you and honestly i would 
I could honestly see this as a great excuse to just retire the titles if this is actually where they're going. The only way this would have worked, if they were defending it on all three shows. Which is what they should be doing. Show up to NXT, wrestle Katana and... Uh, what's the other girl? Casey Catanzaro's Katana oh, now. Uh, the oh, they girl. changed her name too? Yeah, Casey <laughs> Catanzaro is Katana something or another. That's but I really name, like her partner and I can't Oh, Kaylin Carter. Yeah, which is that's not her she, name. She's spicy. Oh, I like her. <laughs> oh, my wife's not listening. Casey, <laughs> and I, I mean, follow her on the internet. Casey's get a got a, a spicier name now, which is fine. You know, it's <sighs> developmental. They're development. They're developing yeah. her character. You know, but but they have a tag team, right? I mean, NXT's got a lot of ladies, and I, I think honestly, a lot of the the smoke is coming from the NXT ladies. Nikita Lyons is everybody's talking about her. My right. wife popped last night. I, I'm getting off subject a little bit, but. Her finishing move is that splits yeah, uh, she like leg kicks, drop thing. Yeah, it's like a spin kick into the split or something. So she wanted to call that. She wanted to do like a throwback or an homage to the glam slam, mm-hmm. but wanted to rhyme with glam slam. So you can only imagine, Mark, do you know where I'm going with this, Marco? The glam slam, and she does the splits. That's cool. I think I know where you're going. The Maybe clam, not. the clam slam. Yes, I get it. I <laughs> see. I was, I was going a different place. I was going quit split. But. No, that's good. But I believe, I believe she wanted to do clam slam, which my wife last night about choked on her dinner and then you know <laughs> fell out of her chair. I do uh, like the clam slam. I like wordplay. But so. the NXT ladies, man, they're hustling. You got Cora Jade, and you got all of that. But right. there, there's opportunity there. That's where Sasha. That's where they should be going. Right. So I don't understand. Plus, There's a lot of chaos with the women's. I mean, I heard that uh, old girl that just came back. What's her name? Blonde military lady. Uh, Lacey. Lacey. Apparently, she's already been moved from SmackDown to Raw and yeah. is not going to be a heel. Uh, well, she did show up on Raw. But, I missed that. See, but they, she didn't do anything heelish. She was no, still. What'd she, do? she was still being a babyface, just cutting the babyface promo and you know, mugging and all that. It's but just no weird. Group. They they built her up on SmackDown. They're like, nah, eh, we're going to move you. I think they were just trying to get feelers out to see how the character was going. And I, I would be surprised if Raw was the plan all along just because they need talent on Raw. Uh, the Joe show. LaMondola is listening. He, he came in with the clam. He knows. <laughs> Heavy metal cowboy himself. What's up, Joe? Hasn't seen a clam in years, but he knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few already, folks. So you're in. That's why <laughs> Mark's wearing the tequila. I, haven't even, I, I had one shot of tequila. That's only because the rest of the is in the fridge. We'll get to it. It might be Tito's Narge this evening. I don't know. So uh, at some point, uh, we are going to be joined by our buddy Keith Gibson from Clubhouse Lounge Radio. He has some dad duties, I guess, to to finish up before he jumps on with us. When you say dad. He got to do duties. Yeah, I was going to say, when duty. you say dad duty, I know and what that diaper means. Diaper duty. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, Mo money youth sporting event, you know. Hello, Mr. Reed. Kyle Reed. How's it going, buddy? All the usual suspects are here. Right. You, all you Shall usual suspects <laughs> need to invite your friends. I want to see more shares of the podcast out. That's what I want to see. We appreciate you, all of you, you that are coming on. Hey. Makes you wonder if the only friends they and we have are each other. <laughs> we all hanging in. Yeah, that's weird. That's hey. that's one big circle jerk. Apparently, apparently, we're getting around, though, Narge. You were we telling are, me. My, yeah, so last week, quick story. My wife is the principal at a local uh, academy, preschool, daycare, whatever you want to call it, if you will. There's a lot of little rugrats running around, and she had our last name on the back of her shirt. And some guy walks in, and he said, does your husband have a wrestling podcast? And she was embarrassed. I don't know why. She's married to a celebrity. <laughs> uh, she said, yeah. 
And so apparently this gentleman is friends or knows the gentleman that runs the local personal airport here in town, Flight Star or whatever. That is the personal airport of one Shad Khan, who is the father of the greatest wrestling promoter of all time, Anthony Tony Khan. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the rumor is we're getting around. People are talking about us. There could be folks at the All Elite that they know. Narge and Redman yeah. and unfortunately Marco. So <laughs> I don't say unfortunately, you know. Every donkey, Have you met him? Every donkey needs an ass. That's why you're here. <laughs> ah. Hey. You are a rascal, my So I don't know, ass. but hey, we got random folks asking about us. My wife was embarrassed, but at the same time I think she was proud. She was like, Holy shit, somebody sure. knows who my husband is. Finally, other this than is me. Worth something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when 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 does this start paying the bills, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I know, I'll tell you. <laughs> but anyway, let's round out the Sasha. I, okay. it, or in your opinion, is the is it a work? Are they working us, or is this legit? Are we on? Is there a chance Sasha Banks is all elite by the end of the year? I've been going back and forth on this all day after what was going on last night, and the more I think about it, the more I'm inclined to think that it's legit. Just number one. The thing that threw me was that WWE started putting out a press releases during the show last night. For them to put that out and literally say their show is scripted. Which is not a surprise. Yeah, it's not, but it doesn't happen often. You know, Benoit, I think it happened, the steroid, all of that. I mean, that's what started it. But This just seemed... So this is the other thing I caught this morning. Carmella jumped online in defense of Corey. Everybody was kind of giving Corey shit because Corey called Sasha Namo... Uh, unprofessional. Yeah. Carmella said he's literally just doing his job. And, you know, I think the divas and the the re- the female wrestlers, whatever, I call them divas, they're not. But old habits. I bet they're pretty close backstage. Sure. Obviously, the four horsewomen, you know. Yeah. Sasha, I mean, she went up with these folks. So for Carmella to come out in defense and say, hey, Corey's just doing his job, that leads, again, that's just another, I think something legitimate yeah. happened here. Tequila time, sorry. Uh, tequila time. So one thing that threw me is in the statement, they didn't use real names. They, ah, they were still saying Naomi and Sasha Banks. Okay. Usually that would be, they'd say Trinity Fatu, uh, Mercedes Fernando. Is that right? I don't know. I'm glad you know Something. this. <laughs> I know uh, Naomi's is easy because she's married to one of the Usos and you know, Fatu. You know, so. Well, and Sasha's married to the guy that designs the yeah. costumes in uh, the back. Former ROH legend or kid Mikazi. So I mean, they are—they have ties to. Even if they were to leave or get right. fired, they literally have a guy who is with the biggest group in professional wrestling, yeah. as far as WWE goes. I was—I was gonna say, how how hard would this fuck over the Usos if Naomi shows her ass and gets fired? I mean, if if the five DUIs doesn't do it, and your <laughs> wife walks out and tells Vince, you know, to go fuck himself. Right. I, I mean, does that do it? I don't know. I. I I think they would probably end up pushing the use. So that's Vince's weird mentality. Like, I'm gonna make you the champion, pal. Like, right. you know, because they got the big uh, unification match on Friday. You know what they do? They'd stick him with this hot ass valet. He'd be coming out with Nikita Lyons <laughs> in about two weeks. They'd rehire Cameron from the Funkadactyls. Something. He'd be taking the clam slam. Is what would be the, happening. All the so. clam slam. I, I, I'm the clam slam is growing on me. I'm, that's getting <laughs> over with me. What did Joe say? He, Sasha Banks is mad. I can see it online. I'm not surprised. What websites are you looking at, Joe, to see Sasha Banks upset? I didn't know Sasha was on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's probably on something called WeHub. 
Joe, thank you for tuning in. We got to get Joe back on soon. I know we want to get Kyle Reed back on soon. A lot of these guys listening, we've had in the studio. If you're listening to us, we'd love to bring you on. Obviously, you're a fan, and that's what Mark's. He's listening to me. Mark's such a fan of me. He's listening to me live. That's very cool. Narge, let me ask you. Just kind of put a pin in this. Whose side are you on here? If it's legit, work or shoot. If it's a, if it's a shoot, are you? Team Sasha and Naomi, or are you on WWE side? You know, I'm all elite usually, but I got to be on Team WWE. Everything, it's, it's short. It's so short term. Okay, maybe you're not happy right now, Sasha, but think about all the times that they pushed you and maybe they shouldn't have. It's it, WWE is such a temporary situation that going forward, okay, you're not happy now. Give it six months. You could be main event in SummerSlam or whatever the hell's coming up. So I, I, I think I'm a corporate guy at this point. I think really it was the wrong place, wrong time. Mm, they did they have a conversation with Vince? Or was this it? Like, I think they did have a conversation with Vince. From what I understand, the conversation with Vince went well. I think it was the producers and Johnny Ace that was the problem. And I See, I read an article where Vince wouldn't budge. But who knows? Uh, from what I heard, they, uh, he had told them to restructure the match. And then the producers got shitty and, you know then shit hit the fan which is you know there's a lot of problem with the producers and the writers and we've talked about this before a lot of these guys don't have pro wrestling experience i'd be curious to see which producers was it helms was it was it somebody with actual wrestling helms, pedigree helms doesn't strike me as a kind of guy to fly off the handle no i don't think so is finley still doing the women's thing i, I don't think he is i know he came back for he was gone came back you know right. i don't think he's still there but i, I could be wrong on that but uh but yeah i'm kind of and i look at it from like in my my line of work, you know, as a musician, if I was to go and uh, somebody wanted me to come sit in with their band for a show, and then I rehearsed all all week, and then that's it, Sasha calling it. She's pissed. Oh, now. she's mad now. But no, if if I was rehearsing for a week with this band, and then all of a sudden the day of the show, I said, you know what? I don't like the songs we're doing. I don't like playing with you guys. I'm going home. Here's my guitar. I'm going. Right. That would not go. That would not go over well. No. I'd probably get my ass kicked. Yeah, I, you're a big boy. I don't know. Maybe a chew, a chewing out. I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if this happens in any other line, even if you're just working a nine to five job at the fruit stand, you know, if you walk out in the middle of your shift, you're getting fired. If I rolled into the bank and threw my tie down and said, "I'm done with this," which I, which I wanted to do numerous times, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be employed. Well, I'm not an employee currently. Well, but I will be soon. Yes. I've got, you know, I got options. Right, man. Right. You're a, you're a catch, Mike Nargelino. I mean, my OnlyFans is blowing up. I got one subscriber. Right? Hey, have you paid this month yet? For OnlyFans? For mine, yeah. Uh, not yet. I've, you need to resubscribe, but you're I've, seven bucks last I've gotta, month. I've got to upgrade my payment information. All right. But yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I was listening Busted Open, and they went a lot into the Sasha Naomi thing. That was actually it's the only topic they talked about today. Was it uh, Dave and Bully? Dave and Bully. Man, somebody shot on Bully last night. Somebody called him. Who was it? Paul London. Paul London went in on Bully Ray. Basically said that Bully was just kind of, he was the guy who could have taught a lot of guys things, but never wanted to do that. I guess there was a moment, and I'm getting off topic, but I'm not really. No, you're fine. I guess Paul London went, they were, I don't know, they were on tour and went out on a walk with like Rene Dupree on the beach, and they're, they're just talking business together. And Bully tried to like goad him into an argument in the locker room. And Paul wasn't having it. Paul's like, no, we're just having a talk, you know, professional, blah, blah, blah. But Bully, it pissed him off so bad that he couldn't get Paul's goat. And I guess Undertaker complimented Paul London on it. 
thought it was really cool. Hmm. And I could see Bully. I think Bully probably is a locker room bully, you know? Unfortunately, I think that's probably how it goes. I'm not trying to talk down about another podcaster, and I'm right. a Dudley fan. Especially one with giant calves who could kill us. Drop him I mean, I pissed him off a long time ago on this show. The but thing is, is I just, you know, some of these guys, I it what, I mean, it's almost like football. Oh, Mark, Mark gave the point, so we're probably going to go to our guest in a minute. But it's almost like football. Uh, the gentleman in Tennessee, Tannehill, he, he's got a quarterback underneath him, and he doesn't want to do anything to help that gentleman out. I'm sure there's a lot of these vets in the locker room that are like, nah, you're not taking my spot, kid. And I, f- I feel like Bully Ray is probably that type of guy, unfortunately. Yeah. So. All right. So should we uh, bring our guest in, Marco? Is this uh, special it looks guest like time? he's ready for you. All right. Well, actually, we're running pretty well ahead of schedule, but we're going to welcome our guest in. Uh, wrestling legend from the state of Florida. Legend. Uh couldn't be more excited about this. Marge. This may be the biggest name we've had on the show. It, we've had Bill Alfonso. Right. I, yeah, I think this, uh, this, this is it. Fonzie. Uh, some call him the winner. I call him Mr. Technical. Barry Horowitz is in the house. Barry, how you doing, man? Doing excellent, guys. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> I popped. I just marked out. Oh, Barry, wow. welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. It's, uh, it's a real honor to be here. Are we live right now? Or we, are we yes, just... we are. We are live. Oh, okay. Very alive. good. We do an audio-only podcast right now, so if you don't want to use your video, you don't have to, but it's good to see somebody on the screen once in a while, too. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking so jacked, big as a house, one bedroom. <laughs> so, Barry, we talking to you in Florida, sir? Yes. Where are you gentlemen from? Oh, we're uh, Central Illinois by uh, Champaign-Urbana. Oh, yeah, wrestled there many times. Champaign, Illinois. Yes. Home of Mr. Khan. So, Barry, uh, we always start off all of our interviews with the same question. When did you get into pro wrestling, like as a fan? Oh, as a fan, I'm going to say, oh, wow. I'm going to say when I was about between 13 and 15. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, was it watching, like, Eddie Graham doing the... Championship wrestling from Florida? Exactly. I was watching championship wrestling from Florida. And uh, my first match I ever saw was Thunderbolt Patterson and Mr. Clean, and I was hooked. I don't think I'm familiar with Mr. Clean. I know Thunderbolt pretty well. Yeah. Mr. Cl- Mr. Clean's gimmick was pretty cool. He looked just like the guy, you know, the the the, the commercial of the cartoon, and then the one that was uh, that uh, in real life looked like him. He, he just not a we had a little hiccup there in his side. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to try to track down some Mr. Clean footage on YouTube at some point. I'm surprised, Mark. You're usually into this. You know all the obscure. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. I haven't seen it done since. Yeah, Barry stumped me. I was. Uh, that's a, that's a new one. I got to look up Mr. Clean. Yeah, uh, there you go. So, I'm going to ask you. Uh, when did you actually get your start, like in the, in the business? Was it? Uh, when you were a teenager or was it a little later on? Uh, actually, you know, I was um, pursuing to be, you know, I, I, I um, thought about, you know, a long range goal. And basically I wanted to pay my dues from day one. And I wrestled at um, amateur and uh, youth centers in St. Petersburg, Florida. And then in um, junior and high school, a year at FSU. And um, 
I just wanted to, you know, build my amateur foundation to progress to professional. I mean, not everybody does that. Uh, I wanted to do that. That was my plan. And um, I had to pursue. It was really hard to get into business. And um, I was lucky through a friend of a friend that knew a um, entrepreneur in um, St. Petersburg, Florida, and he had a lot of connections. And he lined me up for an interview with uh, the great Malenko. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you said you went to FSU. Uh, just as a random thought, were you there around the same time Ron Simmons was there? No, I don't think so. And if if so, we didn't know one another. I was there a year only, and I didn't graduate. I actually dropped out because I had a chance to turn professional, and that's why I didn't pursue it. So basically what I, I took business administration and sports nutrition and as we speak i'm a certified sports nutritionist a lot of people don't know that but uh it was my second passion that and my third passion was to be a magician really (laughs) yeah you know i've heard that about i know ace austin is a young guy i think he does like slide a hand in the ring sometimes like during his entrance and then uh al snow Uh always jokes that he wants to be a magician for the blind which is always kind of cracks me up but, Who said uh, that? Al Snow. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. I just saw Al Snow at WrestleCon and uh, haven't seen him God, in over 20 years. It was good seeing him. He looked good, and he's a good guy, and he's a good wrestler. Yeah, I ran into him. at. Uh, he was at the Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis about three weeks ago when I was out there. And great guy. Oh, cool. Um, he's one of the coolest guys. He, he's a great guy. He's been out in uh, our area for meet and greets that are in there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've traveled with him back in the day when he was Avatar and they first brought him in. And uh, yeah, good guy to travel with. He's funny. And we, we had some good times and uh, we were doing a private signing and uh, we were cutting up with each other. And uh, um, yeah, he's really a good guy. So you mentioned going pro. Uh, once, Where did you start? Where did you get your start uh, going pro, Barry? Well, when I started, when I, I, I hooked up with uh, the great Malenko and his sons, uh, Jody and Shelly, I mean, if you want to get technically speaking, pardon the pun, but it was the great Malenko, Jody, Shelly, Carl von Stronheim, and Carl Gotch, who built my foundation. Uh, as far as my positive thinking and accountability and showing up and, and just being persevering, that was just in my DNA. Uh, they helped progress it a lot. And uh, basically, I went there three days a week, um, the Florida's, Florida Mattress Factory. Actually, I, I'm sorry, I started off in a judo school, Ed, O'Malley, Ed Malley's judo school. I think he's a world judo practitioner to, to this day. Um, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. He's older now. And I mean, I was taking backdrops and bumps on, on uh, one inch, two inch mats judo mats so that that toughened you up real quick for six months and then went into a finally into a 20 foot ring and a six 16 foot ring and we would go three times a week three hours a night i did that for a straight 18 months i never missed a workout and that was also training with weights and holding down a part-time job but it's amazing what you could do when you chase your dreams and you're 18 years old 19 years old and then it was uh, actually, I'm fast forwarding. It was time for me to leave. And uh, the great Malenko gave me a list of um, 
of promoters to uh, contact. I don't know what made me think of just, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I rewind a little bit. I did some indies, Sunbelt wrestling and whatnot for the great Malenko in uh, Florida and helped build my uh, resume. And then um, I just, uh, I got in a car and um, I went up towards Northeast and I had Gorilla Monsoon's number. And I called him from a payphone, and basically, I think I was working him, but I probably wasn't at not at twenty one years old. I thought I was, and hey, how long you been working, kid? Not told him two years, which I wasn't, and and um, show up at Allentown, PA. We film every three weeks on a Tuesday, and the next day is Hamburg. Every three weeks on a Wednesday, and um, the rest is history. I mean, when I entered that behind that curtain in Allentown at the Ag Center, it was called. I think it's still there. I wrestled there actually for a different few different companies. I mean, you name it. I mean, Bob Orton Jr. was there, Jimmy Snuka, uh, Saito Fuji, the Grand Wizard, Freddie Blassie, uh, Vince Sr. Jr. Um, my God, Johnny Rods, Jose Estrada, uh, Matt Rivera, Buddy Rose, uh, Kurt Henning. I mean, just a plethora, a plethora of wrestlers. And um, it was enlightening and uh, overwhelming. But, you know, I had to handle it, and I did. And uh, it helped me get my, you know, get through that door because eventually after a while I need to leave. You just don't learn from TV matches. And um, Vince Sr. booked me, and uh, I was supposed to go to Oregon for Don Owens through Jimmy Snuka, but actually Vince Sr. made the call to Crockett and Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. I drove there and stayed there two years, and uh, that actually got me got me polished. I mean, I was working every night, going to Canada once a, once a month. I was traveling with uh, Rufus R. Jones and Jimmy Valiant and Vinnie Valentino, Sonny Fargo, Johnny Weaver, Bugsy McGraw, Hercules Hernandez, I mean, Terry Gibbs, uh, uh, I ran into Wharton Jr. and Piper and Harley Race, Ric Flair brought me to my first Starcade in 83. I was a part of that at the Greensboro Coliseum in uh, North Carolina. So, yeah, it was uh, it was very enlightening. And uh, the rest of my career went on and on from there. Barry, that, I mean, the names you just mentioned, I mean, it's a who's who of professional wrestling and we've oh, got, yeah. a, we've got and, a couple of guests in the chat here. They want to know who was your favorite guy to work of all time and not my, me personally, who was the biggest? Did you ever work Hulk Hogan? No, never did. He would only work like the main event. And it was usually, uh, somebody that was a semi main eventer, like, or they'd have him work, you know, uh, beat somebody that was in a tag. Like one time, uh, Boris Zukov went against him because him and Nikolai were uh, partners. Right. Uh, by the way, those two guys are great. Nikolai Volkov, um, I recently befriended his son in Baltimore three years ago. What a great guy. What a great heel manager. Uh, a member of the tribe, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, fellow Lanzman. And... Um, He's uh he's really a good guy, but that's how that would work. But uh, getting back to your great question, who's my favorite of all time? That's hard because I have a lot of favorites. Mostly, 
my favorites were people that replicated myself or were technical wrestlers. I could give you my list. I mean, give me top three. You know, as far top as, three. As, top three. Okay. Yeah, All go. right. I'll give, I'll give you some room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Mike Graham. Oh wow. Skip and Owen Hart. Oh, nice. that's not a nice. surprise. Yeah. And I got it. I'll that is much more. I hate to leave the Armstrongs out, especially Brad and Scott. Right. Uh, Tommy Wildfire Rich, Tom Zink, oh, Brian Z-Man. Pillman, Buff Bagwell. Oh, you said the Pillman word. <laughs> yeah, we we talk about Pillman quite a bit on this show. And you, you said Good Buff. Guy. You said Buff, Good which guy. I think is awesome. First, uh, first guy I seen the vault on the top rope and follow it with a flying clothesline like AJ Styles does. Yeah. First guy I ever seen to do that. I'm sure uh, I've never seen it before. Now everybody does it. It's a, a common spot, but he did it with uh, Fury. He did it excellent. Yeah, great athlete. I love that yes, you mentioned yeah. uh, Buff Bagwell. He's kind of got a resurgence lately on Twitter, um, you know, working with the GCW crowd, which I know you recently worked Joey Janela. Joey's, Joey's kind of on a Legends tour lately. Um, and yep. that match you had with Joey was, was pretty incredible. I mean, yeah. that was the one I think we <laughs> saw, we both saw and we were like, we got to get Barry on the podcast. <laughs> so that, well, I mean, that was pretty awesome. Thanks. Um, that is my first real, real, I emphasize real hardcore match in my whole career ever. And that's the first time I've been in a ring professionally wrestling in 15 years. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. It's been a minute, huh? That's what happens when you take care of yourself and you stay in shape and muscle memory and, and, and wrestling, and <laughs> you could adapt to different styles. A good, a good versatile wrestler normally turns into a great wrestler. Who reached out to you for that, Barry? Was it Joey or was it the company that booked it or? It was actually WrestlePro.com, Kevin Matthews. My new best friend at Joey Janela, my new best friend, uh, AEW, my new best friend. I mean, we, uh, we have a, we have a huge are, AEW supporter here. You you were on AEW last week. We couldn't believe it. Yes, we I didn't was. know that. You're our first, you're our <laughs> yeah. first guest to appear on AEW Pro on Dynamite specifically. So. Let me tell you something. And I'm not just blowing smoke here or trying to what we call sabi da or kiss ass, whatever you want to call it. Let me tell you something. I've worked for billion dollar companies and this company, they, they check all the boxes with professionalism. Uh, I never seen so many guys in the back watching the matches and on the computers, it guys, uh, everything is done professionally. The venue and that was just a, a taping. I could imagine a dynamite or a um, pay-per-view, but the talent is next level. And I, 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 I mean, mm, I would say it, AEW where we wrestle and that's what they do. And it's right up my alley. They wrestle, they've got, they got over a hundred great workers there. I mean, everybody's working there, the, the agents and the trainers and everything, everything is just, it's, it's, it's great. It's really good. Everybody looks happy. Everybody's working their ass off. And I was glad to be again, um, a phone call and a part of that. And hopefully something maybe future out of it. I mean, 
I don't think about wrestling, but maybe something else with a promo or maybe I could help the product. Uh, I don't want to take nobody's job. I just want to be part of the, I want to be one package. of the cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. <clears throat> yeah. But um, yeah, they, the, the bottom line is with these people, Wrestle Pro and AEW, it's just a sign of respect. And I really appreciate that very much because uh, I think I deserve it. Without, I'm not trying to put myself over, but uh, I think I deserve it. And I, I try really hard to this day. So uh, yeah, it's really, it's really a cool thing, uh, that, that whole scenario. Yeah, and you hit it on the head. I was just about to ask because I know that Tony appreciates the legends. He appreciates the throwback. He likes that if you had any future plans with them. And I'm sure after the reaction you got last Wednesday that that Tony probably won't be too far away from calling you again, especially with everything going on with MJF and Wardlow. Um, there hasn't been a wrestler since you, I think, that's really dug into the, the Jewish heritage and the uh, like MJF. I mean, that's... yeah. You know, you guys kind of go hand in hand there. So I think so. Um, we're both technical wrestlers. We're both real Jewish people. We're not using it for a prop. I mean, that's not cool to do that, by the way. No. And uh, we're a member of the tribe. And, um, you know, he's a good guy. I, I met him three years ago in Baltimore at a Star Starcast. And um, I saw him at a meet and greet about two months ago in Baltimore also. And uh, yeah, that would be really cool. That's up to them. I hope they, I hope they consider me. I really do. Uh, it's right up my alley, and I, I'd give a hundred and fifty percent. Oh yeah, yeah. How uh, how busy are you on the uh, uh, the uh, not trade circuit? The uh, you know all the uh, conventions that go on. Do you do you get involved heavily in that stuff yet or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what that's my livelihood. I mean. I do uh, the meet and greets, and then I do seminars that are mentally and physically. Um, they're about three hours. I try to fit my whole career in three hours of 18 months of, of training. Of Try to um, convey to, the, to young wrestlers that it's more than just grabbing a headlock, getting in the ring. It's about being in the ring, psychology, perfecting your craft. Uh, making you a better worker, turning to a great worker in and out of the ring. A lot of people should know that. I'm not trying to be their father or mentor them. I am, excuse me, I am trying to mentor them to help them. Uh, it's up to them to listen to me. And they can listen to me. And they can do what I did. You get a little bit of this from this guy and a little bit from that guy. And then you just put it to yourself and just, you know, think smartly. And uh, hopefully you should progress I mean, I've did the best I can in this business. And uh, would I have liked to go further? Yes. Uh, I'm grateful for, for the push I've got and different things that I've got that, believe me, some other guys would wish that they had my little situation. So I'm grateful for everything. I really am. Have you ever thought of taking the, uh, the quote-unquote Mickey route, you know, from the Rocky movies? And, you know, you find somebody that you know has, you know, talent and you hire on as their actual manager, not just for show, but, you know, teach them these strings and teach them what they're doing and make sure they understand that they can do it because you've seen their talent, but they're rough. And, you know, I mean, cause that seems to me like we watch a lot of these guys and these, these two here, this is Marco, but Narge and Mark, a lot of times talk about the guys that put in the work and they're good at and the guys that don't, but it sounds to me like you have a lot of knowledge and experience and it sounds a lot to me like you'd be a really good teacher, like, cause you don't come at people with a, you know, you come in with a good attitude about, I can help you. Right. 
Uh, I would love to do that. Uh, I never thought of it the way you put it. Uh, it's a great, great question, great idea. Uh, but um, yeah, let's let's see what happens. I mean, I persevered my whole life. I mean, let me tell you something. How many times I've been at the gorilla position and pumped up, oiled up? My match was canceled, not because of my match. They didn't have TV time, but hey, I got paid for putting my stuff on, and I'm still living my dream. So I know letdowns and stuff, but I keep on persevering. I kept on, and for for the most part, it's been working for me. I mean, the proof's in the pudding with that. When I get a phone call from Kevin Matthews from WrestlePro with that match, and then I was booked in a 10-man tag match against the Rock and Roll Express at WrestleCon, which was basically an entertainment match, but it was fun to be there. The people were with it. And um, that was my my second match. Uh, I didn't have to work as hard as with Joey Janello, but um, it, it was uh, it was interesting. And so was that whole WrestleCon in Dallas. That was just uh, that was off the charts. I mean, I've been to a lot of them, but I think this tops in my in my eyes, it tops everything. Well, if you're going to be in Dallas, that's the best place to be. I did wrestle. Yeah. I did WrestleCon yeah. at WrestleMania 32, and it was incredible. But you, you happen to mention the Rock and Roll Express, and there's a little news out there today surrounding them. And I got to ask oh. you, I, I got on Wikipedia today, and I saw there's there's a guy by the name of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. He's He's got about 10 years senior on you, and he, he's dusting the boots off. He's going to get back in the ring one more time. There's a lot of debate about that, too. And it sounds like with the Rock and Roll Express, what, what do you think, Barry? Do you think... I, me personally, I think he'll be protected. I think it'll go well. Do you think it's smart for Rick to get back in there one more time? I mean, the business, yeah. the business doesn't leave you, right? There's still some of that love in there. You know, you've seen it with a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I totally agree with his decision because I saw some of his workout matches on YouTube and I was highly impressed. The, the, uh, I've always been impressed with you talking with about the Blair. ones where he's in the shed or whatever. With Jay Lethal. Lately? Jay yeah. Lethal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. That was probably a storage thing. I've I've been to a few of those. That's what it looked like. Yeah, a few of those. They 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 rent out that um, you know some schools they they don't have an actual school so they do it that way. Which hey, I, I kind of like it because it's old school and you you pay your dues and properly instead of you know a fancy performance center or what have you and air conditioned. And I mean, that's nice too. Don't get me wrong, but um, <laughs> it's pretty cool that way. And um, I'll tell you when I was, I mean, I've always been impressed with flair and I've worked with him twice in my career, but when he went against Shawn Michaels at a WrestleMania, mm -hmm. I think it was his retirement match. Let me tell you something. He worked his friggin' ass off, bumped his ass off, oh, yeah. did everything. And he looked darn good. I, I was I how, was impressed. How long ago was that, guys? Minutes. Oh wait, eight. So we're talking fourteen years, right? Do you think? Do you personally think? You know, because there's there's rumors. There's nothing confirmed that he is trying to return to the ring type of thing. Do you think that's a good idea for him, or do you like worry, or do you think they'll scale it oh, back no, so he doesn't it's get confirmed hurt? Confirmed now. Rick, oh, it is Rick confirmed, confirmed now. It on oh, okay. It'll be it's a podcast. I had not heard that part yet. Yep. What, do, what are your thoughts on that? For a man, I mean, he's he's up there enough that you know, <laughs> I start worrying about you know debilitating injuries i think he'll be all right and you could pull off that match i mean you can go 10 minutes you can go 15 you can go 20 um i, I think it would draw i think he'll look good uh I, I i really think you know uh 
it will do well. I really do. I think the whole idea, and I didn't hear about this until 10 seconds ago. <laughs> I really think uh, he'll pull it off and it'll go good. And it'll be uh, the talk of the town, so to speak. Right. He's actually right. doing it under the, the Trilla fight, which who did the Mike Tyson fight and has done oh, some yeah, of the other. Trilla, yeah. And what, so the rumor is it's going to be Rick and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So if there's anybody that can dance with Ric Flair, Rick Rick Steamboat's probably going to be the best one. I think the fans just want to see some chops. They want to see a figure four leg lock and maybe the uh, the bump off the top rope. You no, think Rick no. can do keep the bump him, off the top rope at seventy three? That's a that's a long way down. I want to see the Flair face plant. So uh, Narge here has actually a tattoo of uh, Ric Flair on his arm that is impressive as hell. I'll make sure Mark gets it to you so you can see it because it's like crazy good, but. Narge is a favorite wrestler in the world, right there. Yep. Besides Vader. Wow. Besides Vader. I'm a Vader. Yeah, Barry, did you Vader ever get yet. a work Vader? I'm sorry? Did you ever get a work Vader? I worked Vader one time, but it was a, let me think. Uh, I worked for WCW, and it may have been a handicap match. Me and I don't remember my, uh, my partner. I'm sorry. It was just, and that was it, one time. And, uh, yeah, it was fine. That was what I was going to ask. A lot of guys have said Vader was stiff in the ring. And, you know, uh, some, some from well, what I've heard is Vader would be stiff, but he would only do that because he wanted it back. He would want the same kind of intensity. Well, so. I don't know. I was fine, and I've worked with some stiff guys. And, um, I mean, I've worked in all Japan, and I, <laughs> I locked up with and took a shooting arm bar from Carl Gotch. And... Uh, my mentor, Jody Malenko, I mean, you look him up and yeah, his nickname isn't Super Shooter for nothing. <laughs> They're all laughing at me because I've used the term stiff. Yes. A lot of, a lot of, what they, is it? I use the word stiff. That's a we're, wrestling we're, term. We're, chil we're children, children on this show, Barry. Being very 13 <laughs> right now, I'm sorry. So... Barry, I want to I want to back up a little bit, but like you were talking about all the guys you'd worked with when you first came up, and you were the first guy we've had on that ever uh, had any like close proximity to Vince McMahon Senior, and I've always wanted to ask, did you have any interaction with like a lot of interaction with Vince Senior, and if so, what was he like? Because you don't hear a whole lot about him anymore. Not not really. Um, I would let's see some. I, I see him at Allentown TV. But he's always busy with Vince Jr. and his top guys, Bob Backlund and 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 Snooka and Buddy Rose and Sergeant Slaughter. Um, not too much. I did get to talk to him in Hamburg. I I actually I don't know how I even got in that room, but I just asked him. I said, uh, you know, I asked him politely. I just need to go somewhere else. I've been here over a year. Could you help me out? And uh, I think I spoke to him once or twice. He's a soft-spoken gentleman and. Um, that was about it. Uh, you know, remember now I'm 21. I'm green. I'm, I'm a little nervous. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some moxie up too. And I think the moxie that I got up helped me out. So I didn't overstep my bounds. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I said, yeah, we had, uh, Bill Alfonso on, he was actually the first guy we had come on and he was a guy we'd asked a lot about like Eddie Graham and Dusty and, so it's cool hearing like about the old time promoters back in the day. At least it is for me. So sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree. Did, did you ever work with Fonzie? Oh heck yeah, he's refereed a lot of my matches 
excellent, excellent referee. Um, let's see, I, mostly, you know, of course, in Florida, and then also in WCW, if I'm not mistaken, he was doing that and taking care of the giant Gonzalez. Yeah. And I've seen him on indie shows and uh, yeah, always got along with him and um, great referee. Barry, I'm glad you brought up Giant Gonzalez. Our, so Fonzie was one of our very first episodes, and Mark put his foot in his mouth I, and kind of, kind of, kind of took a little low blow I, at I the Giant cra- Gonzalez. I took a crack. I shouldn't have, and I apologize. And for Fonzie it. was not happy about it. <laughs> well, he just well, kind of yeah, he he put me in my place a little bit. But so we've learned since then yeah. to be respectful. But, yeah, but uh, Fonzie's a great guy. Great Fonzie's a hell of a storyteller too. Yeah, he is. Once we get him on he the subject, a, he, he just, he's got some good stories too. Yeah, I'll tell you, he was uh, arguably for me one of the top three interviews we've done so far because Until he tonight. was just he well we, <laughs> I will rate tonight's later, but I mean the guy was just full of energy and anecdotes and that was amazing. We've talked to a couple of guys that were we had a lot of information, but he had a lot of anecdotes and I'll tell you what people love stories. Oh yeah, I got yeah I got a ton of them. <laughs> Tell me you your favorite. Tell me your favorite story. Tell me your favorite story. Oh God, uh, I don't. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know about. As long as it doesn't baby. start with that one time at band camp, we can continue. So for me, early WCW, early '90s WCW is my favorite time period. Everybody likes the Attitude Era, all that. I like early '90s WCW. I'm sure you have some some memories from that. Yeah, I was at a, if I'm not mistaken, um, 91, I was in a Halloween Havoc, and um, yeah, definitely, it was, uh, yeah, it was very, you know, I'm trying to just think, because I was there, I was there in the 90s, and then I went, I I, I signed back then in 97, after I left uh, WWF, so I'm going to say, yeah, both eras were really good. I think I'm going to have to lean towards the 97 one more than the 91. It was just more, there was nitros and thunders. And I was uh, right before they got purchased by Vince, I was working an angle with Alan Funk. And uh, I remember that. Yeah, it was really Ki- cool. Kiwi? And, and I, yeah, nice. I got to do some other things. Uh, I don't know if you remember that night on Monday Nitro, Monday Night Nitro, where they beat the hell out of Dallas Page, those about five security guards. They were all in black and helmets. And I was the lead one. I was the one putting the boots to him first. Nobody I just, knew that. I just watched the Slamboree where they had all of the, so it had to be that nitro before that Slamboree. I literally watched it today randomly where they had all the SWAT guys come in. Eventually it was Canyon who reveals himself. So for that, I mean, I think Paige was feuding with Raven at the time. So that had to be right around the same time period. Right. Yep. And also, I did this little uh, thing where uh, uh, David Flair, I did a match with him, and um, the 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 pre um, pre tape we did was I'm walking in the hallway, and I'm walking with uh, Scott Putzky, and all of a sudden uh, Flair walks up to me. Hey, we need to talk to you about something. Like, What's that? You know, Benoit's in the background. Dean Malenko's in the background. I think Arn Anderson was. Um, yeah, we need you to met, get in the ring with my son and make it look good and help him out when he's putting a figure four on you. And I said, I'm not doing that. 
And then, of course, they lean on me like they're a mob and mm-hmm. you better do it and whatnot, Horseman stuff style. like that. And so it was a little vignette we did and it was a pre-tape. And then, um, you know, Flair tells me to do this and we go out there and I have a heck of a match. And I'm almost beating them. And every time I almost beat them, you got one of those guys, either uh, Malenko, Benoit or Arn jumping up on the apron like, <laughs> you better not. We're going to beat your ass. <laughs> so that's what it would be. And then, of course. When he goes for the figure four, he can't get it really well. And I, I um, help him put, put it in. And of course I submit and whatnot. So that was kind of cool. It was something to be part of and something to do. And I remember Sting complimenting my um, interview. He, he liked the way I did. It was very convincing. Nice. He said, um, so that was kind of cool to be part of. That, I mean, and that's such a great time to be a pro wrestler. Um that late nineties yeah. era and for you to be involved. I mean, you just before that, you got to do the thing with Chris Candido and WWE. I mean, that was kind of your big push, right? Was with you and Candido. Yeah. I mean, my biggest push really started in Florida when I defeated Mike Graham for the Florida heavyweight title in his hometown at the university of Tampa. That was huge. And uh, one of my favorite baby faces to where he's definitely in my top five, top 10, I never seen such a patient baby face in my life. This man knows he smells wrestling. He drinks wrestling. He eats wrestling. He does everything. He eats, sleeps, and lives professional wrestling. And he's phenomenal. I never seen such a patient guy in the ring. I mean, there's, there's quite a few, but he's number one in my eyes that I could put a stamp on number one with patience and just a good professional, a great background, AAU champion, powerlifting champion, did well in, in Florida, him and Kevin Sullivan, Florida tag team champions, and just uh, an all-around great guy. I'm, I mean, sadly missed, you know, Mike Graham. Um, yeah. He just, he helped me a lot, too, in my career. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a shame these things happen in this business. Yeah, far too often, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Barry, do you still follow the product today? I mean, I know obviously you wrestled Joey Janela. Are you still watching AEW? Are you I still watching watch, WWE? I, I watch all different ones. I was watching some Impact um, this morning. What I watch is I'm still, even though I'm not in the ring, I would still critique it in my mind, what I would do, what I wouldn't do, what they're doing wrong. Not to knock them. It's just part of my teaching ability and it's not to knock it's to teach there's a difference um so but i'm partial if it's a cartoon match or whatever it's nice to watch but i really want to you know i want to see something like uh if it was back in the day you know if, if it was um i'm just throwing names out but if i'm flipping the channels and i see brad armstrong going against kurt angle i'm stopping everything I'm watching that whole match because oh, it's going to be a go to school moment. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, definitely there'll be some schooling in that match and it'll be for the better. And plus you prefer the technical side over the high spots. Uh, I prefer both. Um, I, I like the high spots as long as they're not, I, I I'm not into a long drawn high spot because if I'm a fan, I'm going to go, this was choreographed. This is rehearsed. It's just too perfect. Yeah, but you can only have so many done, flips and dives and before it doesn't mean yeah, anything. Yeah, you're done. If it's done properly, short and sweet, maybe one long one and then a couple of keep alives or 
couple of short ones. That's the way I believe in high spots. That That's me, though. That's the way I was taught. That's the way I, I like to teach. That's what I do in my matches. And I, I like it. I really think it, it's uh, a formula for success in my life, in my career, for me. Did you it happen doesn't to work watch... for everybody. Right. Did you happen to watch this year's WrestleMania? I Actually, I watched half of it because I was signing at a bar and grill in Detroit, uh, WrestleMania watch party. So I got to see the first night. Um, <laughs> we were at a Jericho show. Uh, well, his the band, Fozzie, yeah. the Fozzie band were playing the first night. So we were at a show oh, cool. and these two Jamokes were on their phones watching it <laughs> and watching Fozzie play at the same time. We couldn't miss Steve Austin coming back. That was, I, I mean, mean you know, but, so you got to watch some, what did, what did you think? I mean, good well, product. And was like- there a favorite event? Favorite uh, match? First of all, the, the production was next level. It was like just watching any the Grammys or the Oscars or Super Bowl. Production was phenomenal. Um, I was impressed with uh, what I saw. Remember now, I'm signing and I'm trying not, you know, I pay attention to the fans and customers first. Right. But as, when I did have time, if I wasn't signing, uh, I was impressed with the tag match with The Miz and um, uh, Logan Paul. I forgot. What's Logan that? Paul. Logan Paul. I'm sorry. Yes. Logan Paul. Yes. Uh, definitely everybody, especially him, the, the outfits, the, everything was pretty darn solid in there. I, I was thought, impressed with that match. I, I liked the it. Same, I thought the same thing. And a lot of people kind of ragged on it, but I thought Logan did well. How could you go wrong wrestling Rey Mysterio with The Miz? With The Miz. These are were two of Whoever the best. And whoever did that is, a, excuse me, is a hater because uh, he did well. Oh, he yeah. did well. He looked good. Uh, he worked hard. I liked everything about it. I mean, um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> did you watch night two when Johnny Knoxville uh, and like half the I cast of Jackass showed up? I saw bits and pieces of that. Uh, but what do you expect? I mean, Johnny Knoxville, I mean. He takes bumps just every day just for the hell of it. Right. I so, think he takes a bump brushing his own teeth. Right in there. That was kind of our vote. I think we knew, like, out of all the celebrities they could have, that's the one who would probably be willing to do almost anything, you know? And they brought in the fake hand. Yep. And yeah. I mean, overall, that, that whole thing, and then Wee Man coming in from underneath, I mean, that was the most entertaining. And I wouldn't say the best. I would just say the most entertaining of all of it because – it literally dragged you to this different place than wrestling normally would. Right. Which is a good idea. If you're going to do that, do it at WrestleMania. And they did. And I liked the props. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but uh, what I saw was pretty cool. Barry. So night one, Steve Austin main evented, um, look fantastic out there. Have you worked Steve Austin? I mean, you were in all the areas when he was probably, just before he hit his peak, I know Ringmaster yeah. and then Stunning Steven. I mean, you were there. Did you work Steve quite a bit? I only worked him once. Oh, wow. And it was in Madison Square Garden when they first brought him in as Ringmaster. Wow. Well, I couldn't pick a better venue then. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. He did so well. I mean, the rumors are that Steve may do a couple more. So, wouldn't, oh, wow. mind, wouldn't mind seeing it. Uh, sure. You know. 
it's you the stories you have we're gonna have to get you back on because i'm sure i know we haven't even <laughs> we haven't even done a deep we dive into the, the surface right. I, I do want to oh, let no. you know that your bank account's gonna get 28 more dollars i just ordered your shirt from <laughs> pro wrestling tees while we're talking which one the the winner it's got his face on the nice. front i don't normally wear t-shirts with men's face on the front but I'm going to wear berries everywhere. I currently have Dan Housen on my shirt. Nar- Narge is afraid of competition. They look at the face on the shirt, and they look at his face. They're like, That's where's right. the guy in the shirt? I ordered a berry well, and an Abdullah the Butcher shirt. So talk yes. about two opposite ends of the spectrum. And, but. and no jumping uh, the rail merchandise. Night and day. Uh, I actually sell this shirt at my merch table. Mr. Technical, Barry Hor- I like that. Is that the only place you sell cool. it? What's that? Is that the only place you sell it, or do you have it online too? No, this that, that's that between that and my stick pin, this is pretty cool, and my pint size. Nice, yeah, your brawler. Cool. I've saw your. What's that? I've, I've got that pin. I've got that oh, on my cool. board. I I didn't subscribe in time to get the brawler though, the little figure, but I do have the pin <laughs> at home. So that was one of my. I was yes. pretty stoked to get that one month. Patting yourself on the back. I it, you know my son. Yeah. We do an unboxing video, and my son is 10. He's like, Dad, who is this guy with the beard? And I said, Kyler, let me show you. So, <laughs> Let me teach you. It's, it's this guy with the beard. Check this out. That's right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You got a brawler. This is my, awesome. No, this is the wrestling plushie, and it's, it's in detail. I mean, this wow. thing is uh, 22 inches high. weighs about a pound. Where, it's pretty where cool. Can, where can people get one of those? This is at my merch table also. I do, all these items right here are at my merch table. I and I, I personally sign them and talk to the fans. And, uh, do, you know, you do your meet and greets. We take pictures. They buy pictures. And that's my three, my, my three main merchant, uh, four main things that I, that I sell. So while we're talking about merch tables, why don't you let us and everybody listening know what you got going on in the next, you know, maybe through the summer? Do you have some some special engagements or gigs? Yeah, you're at? yeah. Thank you. I mean, I gotta give some major shout outs to first of all AEW, HighSpots.com, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh, probably my my big leader is Cameo.com. I mean, I just did a Cameo half hour before I, I, I started this uh, interview. Uh, Cameo has been doing really well for me. And um, I'm leaving in a couple of weeks, uh, going up to, um, let me think, I, I knew I would forget these, of course. Uh, the big one, the gathering in North Carolina for two or three days in August, that's one of those one, once a year uh, events. That's, that's like the big event in New York. And of course, uh, WrestleCon, um, I am going in June to Jacksonville, Florida. That's another huge one, uh, one day, I'm sorry, not w- once a year event. Uh, what's really cool is, and right from there that night, I'm going to Dave and Buster's in Orlando in Disney, which everything there they do is big. I'll be signing there with, um, there's going to be a lot of pro wrestlers, and there's going to be uh, MMA fighters, UFC. I'm, I'm uh, actually going to mark out and want to take a picture with Amanda Nunes because uh, <laughs> I think she'll get the title back. I'm a huge UFC fan and oh, yeah. boxing and Olympic fan. Uh, I love watching the Olympics, and uh, I keep up with all that. And, of course, the NFL because I am 
from Champa Bay, or you could call it Tampa Bay. Right. If you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Fonzie did the same. He talked about Tampa Bay when he was on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, I mean, come on now. We got the GOAT, and whoever says anything about that, sorry, you don't know what you're talking about. This man is the GOAT, personified. So, you so were talk- uh, what else? Is, I'm going to Asheville, Kentucky. I'm really looking forward to that one. It's a bluegrass festival, and my second well, my hobby is country music. I lived in Nashville for 12 years. I was in a number one music video, Joe Diffie, Pickup Man. Joe was awesome. 95. It was the video of the year, song of the year. Uh, sadly, Joe passed away yeah, last COVID year. COVID kills, COVID. man. COVID kills. Yeah, man. And um, it's a shame, but... Uh, yeah, I've rubbed elbows with a lot of people at the Opry, and uh, it's my second home. I'm from Florida, but that is my second home, and I think I'll retire in Tennessee. I'm, I love it there. I love everything about it there. The food, the country music scene, is uh, it's changed since I left. Music Row is crazy now. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, just uh, just got back from where was it? Uh, New York and New Jersey. We had a, a big uh, meet and greet there a week ago, and that went really well. And when you go to these, I'm telling you, there are so many wrestlers there, but you think there's not that much going on until it gets loaded. You can't even see the other side of the building. <laughs> there's that many people. It, it's it's And it's nonstop for about three hours. And I mean literally nonstop. It will slow down. If the event stops at four, it slows down about 20 after three. There's no otherwise it just goes nonstop. I love it though. The fans are very respectful and, and appreciate me. And you know, they're not working you because of some of the comments they'll say they, they know their stuff. They're, they're the smart marks and I respect smart marks. There's no more rabid fan base than the pro wrestling fans. I mean, I've been to car shows where you're supposed to be there to see cars. I think I met Ray uh-huh. Mysterio and the line was out the door. People literally came. They're like, Oh, cars are here. Who cares? I'm here to meet Ray Mysterio, hey, and that's it. Hey, I mean, you want to you see a long ass line? Go to one when Bret Hart's there. Oh, <laughs> I've met Bret. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I just actually Rick. tagged a buddy who does a convention here locally in Illinois. He does. Uh, it's called Dark History and Horror Convention, and he's always asking oh. about professional wrestlers. And I uh-huh. think you'd be a fantastic guest to have. So I went ahead and tagged him, and he may reach out to you. Name his name is Brian. Um, but I think you'd be an awesome guest to have up here in Champaign. We'll, we'll show oh, you around, Barry. You yeah. come up here, we'll show you around. We'll have a good time. Yep, there's uh, local... oh, yeah. I mean, I probably met, and I'm serious, I probably wrestled at every major city in Illinois, the major cities, uh, for, for WWF. I, I know I have, I, I know Champaign. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, um, you know, all the Moline, the Fieldhouse, Peoria, yeah, all those. Peoria, oh, oh my God. There's a quick story. In Peoria, we're all, you know, like sometimes we, there's catering and then there's a room. You're just BSing with each other. In fact, that day I was BSing with Rocky Johnson and I was talking to somebody and all of a sudden, you know, there's some roadies setting up stuff. And it's that guy from the lead guitar player from Cheap Trick. Um, Rick, Rick, Nielsen. Rick Nielsen. He books shows here yes. in Bloomington, Illinois, actually. Okay, so the, I go, dude, aren't you? Did you play? What are you doing? He says, 
well, we're not playing right now, not touring. I make good money doing this. And he was really humble and polite. And we talked for about a minute or two. And that was about it. I didn't want to bother him. He was working. And uh, that was really cool. I'll never forget that. And uh, yeah, Peoria is, Peoria is pretty cool. Um, they're just as, yeah, Illinois, Valparaiso. Oh, just, you know, just all those, those little towns also in, in, in Illinois. Uh, I just, uh, just, uh, Val, wait a minute. Valparaiso is not, I'm sorry. That's Indiana. Valparaiso is in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> hey, little I'm known, telling fa- you, little known it's, fact it's though. Not too many, it's not too many chair shots to the head as Brian Blair would say when he loses his memory, but I, I stole that line from him. It's what happens is you go to so many towns. They, 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 like I could go to Columbus, Ohio and get confused that I was in Dayton because they're close together and they're, you know, I, I look at it like uh, same trailer, different park. So little known fact. That's man, Ohio for you. We're here in Champaign, Illinois, Champaign County. We have at, had at one time three WWE referees from here and Tony Khan. So Chad Patton, Jack Doan, and Justin King. Justin King all worked WWE. And then all obviously Tony Khan is from here. So. I, I'm sure I, you know Jack Doan, probably. I think he was there when you were working. Little short, blonde-haired referee. Good friend of mine. I know Jack Doan. What a great guy. It was him, Mike Kyoto, Joey Morella. They were the refs. Danny Davis, Earl Hebner, Dave Hebner. These <laughs> what were a memory. premier, premier referees. I mean, these guys were great. And I, and I love all those guys to this day. And I didn't know Tony Khan was from there. Yeah, his dad actually owns the large uh, bumper manufacturing company here in town, multiple ones. So Shad came here with nothing in his pocket, Tony's dad, and yep. uh, started a billion-dollar business he right owns, here in Champaign, he owns Illinois. factories here in Champaign that employ, well, in Urbana, that employ a lot of people, um, which is awesome. And, of course, he owns the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Yep, yep. It's a hot bed for pro wrestling. <laughs> I think my 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 other long range goal it would be uh, me and M- MJF own just about everything in this world. Uh, that's what we do. We're Jewish and we we own everything, and that's just the way we that's the way we roll. Because get... there's only two kinds of people in this world, gentlemen: Jewish people and people that wish they were Jewish. <laughs> you got to throw Cabana in that list too, though. We have an interest... oh sure definitely oh yeah. We got an interesting yeah. fan question for you and. Uh... I, after reading his question, I understand it better, but he said, uh, he said, here's the question. He goes, when do you know enough is enough and it's time to stop being a wrestler? He wrote start, but I think it was to stop being a wrestler. And the reason he asked this question was he just watched the movie, The Wrestler with Mickey uh, Rourke. Rourke yeah. So he's like, you know, I think he's trying to look at that and go, here's this guy. And, you know, so as a guy that's in the business, when do you know it's time to just, you know what? I can't keep doing this at all. Is there a... Do wrestlers come to that point or do many of them just keep going till they can't? I don't want to get in that. um, I don't want to get in that um, run or circle. Um, I stay in shape. I mean, I'm training harder now than when I wrestle because when I was wrestling, I stayed at 215, 220. Right now I'm 225. I was 235 about a month ago. Uh, Just bulked up more. But I'm in the gym six days a week. And my diet and everything, I'm semi-retired, and it's I could take care of my body much more. Plus, um, I've got some injuries, and um, I, I 
I agree with that in the meet and greets and and um, teaching. As far as getting in the ring, I will get in the ring, but it, it depends on the match, what it is, um, because I'm not going to get hurt at an indie show, and then I can't do my meet and greets. I can't function right. with my family. I right. can't go to the gym. Uh, those days are really gone, and I don't want to just be a haphazard uh, wrestler, like taking section bumps and stuff. like. I don't want to be that way, but you know, Kevin Matthews put it to me from WrestlePro really good. He says, Barry, they just want to see you. You look good. Pat yourself on the back. I mean, um, let me announce that you're there. Uh, do a promo. That's what they want. But the Barry Horowitz that I like to remember is all those matches you saw me in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s with Owen Hart, with the Armstrongs, with Pillman, uh, with Bret Hart and any other babyface, Skip, Mike Graham, the list goes on and on and on and on. The Youngbloods, um, and then in All Japan Wrestling, that's how I like it. I like to work hard. I like to bump hard. I like the high spot. But mostly, I just, I just like doing wrestling moves. I like submissions, and I love suplexes. Uh, Barry, there you if, go. if you'll permit me a fanboy question, <laughs> I have to ask, where did the suspenders come from <laughs> with your it was like iconic uh, for you back in the day like when did you get i the actually idea? just i just thought about i i don't know where it i don't know where it came from i just um i i i really can't put it where that where i grabbed that from i i didn't copy it from anybody i didn't see it anywhere i i don't know what made me think of that um i don't know to be honest with you i just knew that when they introduced me, I could take them off and just throw them up real right. condescending, like, and be a heel about it. That was about the only thing. Um, but talk about an option to make you stand out. Like right, it was right. just, you yeah, know, yeah. Nobody else was my doing wife. It. My, my wife designed all those suspenders. And then I had uh, seamstresses do my jackets and um, yeah, I just, um, it was just, it's just something that just happened. <laughs> I can't so, put my finger this, right on it. You know, uh, wrestlers, and I, I noticed this more this last time we watched the show, but, you know, some very extravagant costuming goes on. You oh, know yeah. I mean? people, are, people are wearing these little, you know, their, their, their colored tights and all that shit, but there's a lot of stuff on there. Um, oh, does, yeah. Does, does, the, does the, so like, is that paid for by the promotion or is it by you? Is it, how, how does that all happen? Because, I mean, I saw some stuff and I'm like, Man, that's elaborate, and it's yep. shiny, and it's multiple colors, and it's hand-stitched, and we know all that. So all that craftsmanship costs money. Do you guys have to take care of that, or does the promotion, or is it the contract? I don't know how, or? I'll be honest with you. I don't know how that works today. Um, back in the day, I didn't pay for my trunks with the Star of David on it. Um, there was a lot of stuff I had done privately. And then there was some stuff like when you're under contract, like when you saw Jeff Jarrett's outfit or Bob Holly's outfit, or um, I'm just trying to think of somebody else, you know, Mo and Mabel. I'm sure that was the seamstresses. It was two sisters. I think they were from Chicago. Unbelievable. They'll whip up something in a half hour. I did meet the head seamstress in uh, AEW, and he was a fan. He kept on looking at me. He finally came up. We do a selfie, and he was a fan of mine, and I didn't even know it. And I was just asking him about his stuff. He was busy sewing and he does some fancy stuff there. So I don't know how that really works. I don't know if you pay them because um, 
I'm not, I'm not in that line anymore. I'm You're not, not in that active anymore, anymore. Right. So I really don't know. So, so back in the day when yeah. you did it though, and you were, you were taking, you were playing the heel in many cases, did they provide you or pay for, so you could just do your job or did you have to worry about all that too? Well, no, um, most of my stuff was made from a, a local seamstress in St. Pete and Texas when I worked for global. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it was comped and some of it I did pay for, but it wasn't, um, astronomical fee. They, okay, they were good. glad to do it for us. Plus their work is shown on TV. So you talk about Texas, Dallas, right? Did you, yes, did you Dallas work? Did, did you, yeah, the sportatorium, you worked with the, the Von Erickson, all that? Uh, not back then the global, I was working with, you know, the handsome stranger, AKA Buff Bagwell, Sam Houston, another great baby face. Hmm. Uh, John Tatum was there. Rod Price was there. Uh, my God, there was, um, Chaz was there. Um, God, I can't, um, I'm just trying to remember Ben Jordan was there. Uh, Jerry Lynn was there. In fact, I, yeah, me and Jerry worked a little program for the global light heavyweight title, uh, nice. nightmare, Danny Davis. Um, God was, uh, was Waltman Nick there. Uh, yeah, the uh, Lightning Kid. Yes, yeah. yes, he was there. Yep. Was that the yeah, ESPN uh, promotion? That was ESPN. Yeah, I was there about a year or two. I used to watch uh, that Scott, all the time. Yeah. Scott Hudson, Craig Morton, great announcers. I mean, really good announcers. So, so, uh, so Barry, yeah, it was it was good. It was really good. Not too many people know that ring is so friggin' stiff. It's like taking bumps on a, on a sidewalk in downtown New York or downtown Nashville. And that ring doesn't move. It's you're talking about the, the one at the sportatorium. You talking about the one at the sportatorium. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. It's probably still there. Right, it's probably there right now. Bolted well, to the floor unless they rip the building down. I don't know if industrial I, boulevard. Yeah. It's, I think the building. I think the sportatorium has gone now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was in I was in Dallas shame. from uh well mid late eighties through early to mid nineties. And so that was like it was actually a landmark as far as like ah. people tell you about, oh, and that's a sportatorium and then down, down here's a loose dirt justice center. And they were like landmarks. Between that and yeah. where Candy got killed, those were Dallas landmarks at the time. Yes. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure there's some iconic places there that they filmed oh boy i'm going back wow this is this is this is one of my favorite shows back on friday night walker texas ranger <laughs> yes sir i love it not the new one though no the chuck norris no. one i'm talking chuck the badass uh walk up uh, i'm sorry god i'm getting all worked up here <laughs> chuck the badass norris <laughs> The man that sparred with Bruce Lee. Yes. Yes. The man uh, that nothing chair, nothing scares, and he's amazing, and he's all being. He's a water entrepreneur now. I had a bottle Chuck of water is? with Chuck Norris's face on it last Did week. it kick oh, your right. ass? Yeah. It's got a lot he of electrical. He thinks everything. He how about the Total Gym? I actually tried it. That damn thing is pretty, that's pretty cool. I'm serious. Basically, it's helping you with your body weight on a sled. Yes. That, you'll get a pump yeah. off of that sucker. I remember the commercials I think, well. I think Chuck Norris, the only guy that's out marketed and outsold everything that he does, Gene is Simmons. Gene Simmons. I was going to say the same thing. 
You know why, don't you? Because he hustles. Because, you know, he Is works. Chuck Norris He's Jewish? in. Okay. Oh, yeah, they I both love are. Chuck Norris, but... Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons is. Is, a fellow, is a fellow tribesman. Yes, That's he is. Why. One of the chosen. He is. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. He'll, he'll sell a used con with his fucking name written on it, and he'll find a way to sell it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, he could say he could sell uh, the recipe to Ice Cube City Eskimos. Exactly. Toothbrush to somebody in. Well, I won't well, say it. Not I'll insult people. an entire state. Hey, uh, Barry, I got one more thing I want to bring up. Uh Bret Hart dropped your name a couple weeks ago because uh, he was making statements. He thinks uh, the Hall of Fame should include guys, the enhancement guys, more regularly. And I know that's something you've gone on the record about too. So, what can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, what's uh, what do you think about the, about that? You know, I don't know. I like the way I think Scott Steiner. I saw him on a YouTube video. The way he said it, the Hall of Fame is in Vince's head, but. I guess that's another story to talk about, but you know, <laughs> and I'm not saying this to just to justify myself, but I see some of the angles they'll do on there on TV on Monday night, raw, especially, especially when they had that raw reunion 40 minutes from my house and <laughs> I wasn't invited, but that's, that's another disrespectful story, but that's fine. Um, the things that they'll do when you could do other things. And, and my idea, this is just my idea. You don't have to take up the whole hall of fame. You have your hall of fame. And then you announce the first time ever enhancement hall of fame. Let me tell you something. I've met these fans at these meet and greets and buildings 20 years ago. No, now they're smart to wrestling. They read the internet, the social media, the meet and greets. So much information. They digest, they digest pros pro wrestling by digest protein bars and my diet and my shakes. I mean, they, they go for the gusto. They, they know, they know everything. And if, if you announce that and what do you do? Well, what could you do? You could add it on to your schedule. We're going to have three enhancement guys. They could get five minutes a piece, 10 minutes. A piece. Why don't you try something different instead of uh, some of these hokey things I'm seeing with weddings and 24 hour champion. I mean, stuff that, makes about as much sense as a one-legged fireman kicking down a screen door in a submarine. It makes no sense. It sounds and like you've listened to me rant on here before. It does. It sounds like Narge and, and, and you have a wavelength going on right now, which is all about the WWE is just screwing this up. But I agree, Barry. All you got to do, try it. You've tried everything else. And some right. of this stuff, I mean, I've seen them shoot angles with guys. They've worked on it for months. And then the guy's gone a week later or something. I, What's I the just, point? It would pop that Hall of Fame. I promise you, I would. If it didn't work, I, I don't even want to be paid. Well, if you announced that and did it right, it would be unbelievable. Well, the thing is, that I right now I give you my top three. If we're doing enhancement talent, I'm going okay. Barry Horowitz, Dwayne Gill, and Iron Mike Sharp. Those are my top is that, three. Is that in that order or just in no particular? In order? no particular order. But those All are right. three guys that fans would be like. Yes, Barry and Dwayne both had moments. Yeah. So Barry, what I just yeah. heard was Nard said you're in the top three easily, if not the top but one. Then, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would throw Pistol Pen Watley <laughs> in there. 
Pez Watley's another one. Nice. The thing is, is they do a, a side to the Hall of Fame. I know a few years ago they put like Luna Vachon in. It's like she deceased didn't even, legends. Yeah, to see, but she didn't even get a proper introduction. She got like a video or whatever, you know. But still, she's in. So her name's in. It was Luna, the Bruiser, Wahoo. I, yeah, I like all that. those guys. So there's some guys that never worked there, or some guys are Kid Rock or something. I, I don't get that. I, I find it highly offensive and disrespectful towards myself and other people that are like me. I, I'm, I'm not jealous. I have no problem. None of these problems. I mean, Brett has been adamantly loud, which he's not that type of person. Uh, I was there when he said it in uh, a meet and greet in Albany in the mall in New York about uh, his dislike for Goldberg and his like for me and I wrestled his whole family just about met his mom and dad and his wife I stayed at his house I wrestled his brother more than anybody on this planet has wrestled Owen Hart I have wrestled Owen Hart's every single one of his gimmicks multiple times so you mentioned I was there at the airport in Bristol Tennessee with Chief Jay Strongbow picking up Owen flying in from Calgary when he was probably 24 years old, I was his first opponent that night on Monday Night Raw TV. Could so, have had a better opponent. No. So I got to ask though, Goldberg is a part of the your tribe. Goldberg is a part, you know. Um, yes, he is. Have did, did you ever get a chance to work Goldberg back in the day? I worked. I put him over twice. Uh, one time I wasn't supposed to, but uh, his opponent <laughs> couldn't find him in the building. They couldn't find him. I don't. I, I don't know what happened that night. It was a weird night in Nashville. Did you tell me you wanted to break the streak? I'll, I'll, you're <laughs> the guy. I'm gonna put. <laughs> I want to break that streak. Damn it! That's right. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, he was. I haven't spoke to Bill Goldberg in over 20 years. He did tell me that his father was a uh, fan of mine, and he was very, very nice. Like I said, the last time I saw him or spoke to him was probably. Um, 98 or 99. So he's did well for himself. Yeah, he's done all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's he's, he's okay. I think he's going to make it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you mentioned Owen Hart multiple times tonight. So uh, obviously, you know, we all know what happened. How did that affect you personally? I mean, did that like, did that change your perspective on things? Or, I mean, how did you come out of that? Because you were close to him, I well, think. I was, uh, I was packing for Monday night nitro. And I was talking to my wife and the news came on and I heard wrestling. It was like two minutes after 11. I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. I, I, uh, it was just, I had to go to bed that night. Didn't sleep well. I had to get up early. I was in the airport. I remember sting coming up to me and saying at the time, Eric Bischoff was in charge. He says, out of respect to Owen Hart, I'm not coming down from the ceiling tonight. I'm going to tell Eric. I said, oh, wow. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to say. I, I like Sting a lot. I like his attitude. I like everything that he's did for this business. Uh, he did it properly and, and works hard at it and loved the gimmick, new and old. And um, I was just perplexed about the whole thing. I mean, I, I've called Calgary and tried to convey my my condolences to the family. It was hard to get through. Everybody was in an uproar and... Uh, then I saw the facts on the dark side of the ring and different things that have happened. And 
uh, his his uh, family. And um, Owen was a good guy. He saved his money. He didn't need to come from the ceiling. People like Barry Horowitz and the Armstrongs and Tom Zink and Pillman and Hulk Hogan, all these guys, you don't need to come from the ceiling. I mean, Sting is a different thing. It's part of the gimmick. But for other guys to come from the ceiling, fly in, it's basically to cover up that because they can't work right. right. It's a cover up. Yeah. Think about it. Uh, Owen could have got the same result running to the ring like he always did right. with the blue blazer outfit on. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you got masters in Hollywood doing this thing. I don't know what was going on with that, that apparatus, but it should have never happened to anybody, especially Owen. I think he was about to retire, I think, in a little while, and he would have retired a multimillionaire. Oh, yeah. And right, right. I think he was building his dream house in Canada. This is what I heard, allegedly. Um, it, it, it's uh, it's heart-wrenching. He was a, a great person, a great athlete. Um, it's just um, it's just a shame. It should it shouldn't have happened. Um, yeah. It should have never happened. It it didn't need to be done that way. Um, uh, I, I still don't under, understand that whole thing. And let me tell you something about Owen. When no is no, no Owen says no. That's what I'm surprised. I've seen him. I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. Or he puts his foot down. I'm surprised he went for that. Maybe he thought it would be all right because I'm hearing conflicting stories. He was nervous. It was, wasn't done right. It was unleashed. It got caught in the robe. It got caught in the feathers. We don't know, but right. that's a horrific death Yeah. because I went to that building for WCW a year later and I went early by myself and I went in there and nobody was around. Maybe there was a few people around and I went and looked at the top of that ceiling and the ring was set up for uh, WCW. Mm -hmm. That's a long ass way down. Yeah, that right, I'd have been dead right. before I hit that post or whatever happened. But that sucks. That that's you got no control. I mean, that's uh, just yeah. horrifying. Horrifying. Did that at all change how you like what you were willing to do or who you were willing to work with or anything else? Did it did it adjust your attitude toward the entire sport or at least? maybe toward that promotion. I don't respect their wishes. The show should have been stopped. Uh, the second, the net matches next are w working in a ring that a guy died in and there's blood stain on the, on the canvas. It's distasteful. Um, I, I just, uh, that's my opinion on that. I don't, uh, I don't think that should have, uh, I don't think the show should have went on. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that so, makes sense. Know, that makes sense. Yeah, I just um, and to hear his kids talk and hear his wife talk, uh, yeah, you know, she's she's best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as I know, Owen told me that's his childhood sweetheart, uh, Martha. Yeah, and um, that just uh, it's a sucky situation that should have never happened. Yeah, never ever should have happened. Uh, me personally, I think I would have probably said no. Um, yeah, there's been times where, um, I'm claustrophobic. I didn't want to go in that body bag, uh, for the undertaker, nothing against, you know, right. I'm a good worker. You can work around that. Do me a favor. I, I said, I don't like that. You would have did it for another up to your guy, you know, uh, you know, and, um, 
yeah, I, I don't, you know, I was supposed to be a part of that, the buried alive match between him and mankind had to get underneath a paper mache mountain, if you will, mm -hmm. with a box fan with myself, Tracy Smothers, Bill Irwin, something for five hours. Ooh. I'm not going down there. I, and it's not I that I it. wanted to leave early or nothing. I, I, I would have ruined the show. I would have freaked out. I'm not sitting. Under I understand there for that five totally. Hours. Get somebody else. I, I don't. I, it's uh, not me. Yeah, I don't do that shit. I'm like, nope, nope. That's a little too close quarters for me. It's ironic you bring this yep. up because I watched an old episode of Think of WWE, WWF Primetime the other day. But Jake Roberts would put the snake on people. There's no way I would allow that to happen. I can't. Well, I mean, there were guys with the snake licking its face. Like, I just. I, I'd have peed. It's no. been done to me. It's been done to me. I didn't like it, but it. I, I Jake assured me everything. I did it about five times. It was fine. I will do that over a lot of other things. Uh, I wasn't worried about it. I really are, wasn't. Are Jake's uh, snakes, are they Burmese pythons or are they anacondas or they're pythons? I think they were Burmese pythons. I'm not okay. sure, though. Yeah. I mean, you bring a snake near to me, and I'm going to be like the, for lack of a better way to describe it, the girliest girl that ever existed, because I'll be freaking the hell out. I'm like Indiana Jones. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Not too much problem with that one. No. All right. I'll do well, the snakes. I'll, I'll do the snakes over the body bag any day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now we know the pecking order. Snakes over the body bag. Over, exactly. Coming down from the ceiling. <laughs> right. Excuse me. Over coming down from the ceiling in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, yeah. which I would agree with that. Right. Who who was the stiffest worker you ever worked, Barry? Before we let you go, I'm curious. Who was the stiffest guy in the ring? And uh, Everybody's going to make fun of me because I used the word stiff again, but here no, we it's, are. No, it's All the right. combination of it's stiff and guy. It's actually proper and terminology. That's what um, I'm saying. Stiffest. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. I've worked for some stiff ones in, in Japan. Um, Did you ever feel like you could lay it back into them then if they were being that way with you, I guess is my question. Well, part of it, as long as it's not busting me up, right. I'm going to take it just because it's part of the business. It's part of being tough. It's, you know, if I get punched in the face or right, uh, and, you know, kicked in the eye, so that's a different story. Um, but no, I've... I've um, I've worked with a lot of stiff people and nothing, nothing put me out of commission. Nothing, um, um, put me, you know, out. I think I got a concussion once or twice from a stiff kick and, and possibly an elbow drop. Um, these things do happen. Right. Uh, nothing, never a broken arm broke, you know, uh, my neck was injured pretty bad. I was out for 11 months, uh, taking that, uh, that um brain buster too many times it's it's basically a shoot move if you do it prop if you do it if you just do it it you land on your friggin' head <laughs> yeah that 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 brings a good question you're out 11 months due to something that occurred in the ring right yeah yep. did did the promotion take care of your i mean you had ongoing like living expenses medical expenses yeah, well how does that work these days or when it was back half then, ass even? i was taking I was half-assed taken care of. Okay. Had asked for my money repeatedly, and then when I did come back, uh, sorry, uh, your spot's been filled, which bothered me 
because right. well, if if Savage came back or Hogan came back, nothing against these gentlemen. Any main eventer, MA semi main eventer, Rick Martel, Tito, Tenta, any of these guys, they would have. Why couldn't you? I, I broke my neck loyally for for correct for you. I've worked hard for this this company, putting your guys over, making them some of them look like they could really perform. Right. Um. It should have been another sign of disrespect. So that's when I went to WCW also. Right now, that was in ninety uh, one. Now you've dealt with multiple promotions. Is any one promotion actually doing it right by the wrestlers? I mean, you know, if you get injured on any job in the United States, a, a job they have this whole you know workman's comp and all that. Of course, you got to fight the government. But in the line of work you're in, you're not technically an employee. You're contracted to be there for an event or six months of events well, or whatever. But if you get hurt doing what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. Is anybody actually giving a shit about you guys at this point yet? Well, I think AEW, I know they have a doctor on hand and a trainer, which I've never seen that back in the day when I worked for WWF. Um, I think they care. I think they'll take care. I don't know that for a fact. I've only been in their locker room once, but what I see, I think they take care of their, their people. It's, 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 um, I think Tony Khan operates a little bit different. He's uh, he's he's not only a you know billionaire, millionaire, entrepreneur, whatever. I think he, besides that, he he wants to take care of his product. So that's, that's yeah. awesome. How I many, think I think they do. How many concussions have you had, like confirmed and maybe not confirmed, but you believe you had them? Two. Oh, wow, that's wow. not bad. No, I mean. Uh, my, my nephew plays hockey and he had two concussions. He was told if he had a third, he had to quit because apparently three is a, a bad line. But we hear a lot about guys in the NFL and wrestling and other contact type sports where concussions sure. are a major issue that, I mean, they've been ignored up until like, what uh, was it? The Will Smith movie where it all of a sudden came out. People cared. I saw it. Yeah, I saw that movie. That, that movie was disturbing and probably all true because uh, the NFL tried to get that Ixnade. Junior Seau. That's all I got to say. That guy was a legend and yep. it was so sad. And I mean, of course, we've seen it repeated over and over and over. Yep. And of course, we've heard the stories about wrestlers going through it too. So that that's the reason I asked. I was like, you've been in the business long enough. You can't possibly have had no concussions. No, I've had a couple. I've had more to my body. You know, my I got arthritis in my left hip and my right knee is is going to eventually be worked on. I had my tricep torn, but I did that in the gym, not paying attention right. But the neck injury is from wrestling. And the aches and pains is from bumping hard. I mean, it's part of your dream. It's part of working hard. Um, but also, I, I didn't take some of the bumps that, you know, the ladders and the tables and all that. Like, uh, a good example right. is, is Cactus Jack. I mean, mm. he's taken a lot of hardcore bumps basically he was a stunt man huh. yeah i explained to my son the other day he he i did a we were playing the wrestling video game and i had cactus jack and he did an elbow drop and my 10 year old goes yeah right dad and i said that's how mick made his money kyler he did an yeah. elbow drop to the outside on concrete and he's mm-hmm. like no he didn't yeah. i said that's literally every single match for 10 spot. years yeah that was his spot yep. and i think he's regretting it now i mean he can barely get around so yeah i know 
he, he did save his money. He is a smart gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did his gimmick great. I heard he's an author and our, a cartoonist and artist. Um, he's well spoken. I, I like Mick a lot. I, I like him. I haven't spoke to him in years, but he's a good guy. Yeah, hey, uh, Barry, we're going to uh, kind of wrap things up. We can't thank you enough for coming on with us tonight. It's and been fantastic. If you'll have thank it. Thank we'll you, guys. Ha- I, I had fun, and we do need to have a, a part two because, oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, just different stories. Um, just um, I, I am going to slip in a surprise story for you, if you don't mind. I know sure. we got to go. I got to go. No. Um, um, let's see. My Wait a minute. This Tuesday. Okay. No, that's tomorrow. I don't want to miss my Beverly Hills housewives. Don't, don't make me miss that. Don't make me miss that. No. Um, but anyway, I'm in a rent a car driven by Kevin Kelly, AKA nails. Oh, nails. <laughs> uh, Barry Darso and I are in the backseat. John Nord is the co-pilot, oh, AKA shit. berserker, AKA demolition. Right. Uh, we can go on and on with Barry's names, you got but some um, horses in yeah, the car. <laughs> he, knows his, he knows his cars. Just let us just by. tell us what kind of car was it. We want to know what the fit was. The car I think was possibly a Cadillac we rented. Oh, and we were, okay, high style. I, we were driving back. I I really don't know. It could. Let me think. Possibly a suburb 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 in Detroit. Okay. Somewhere in Michigan, I don't remember, but I'll never forget Kevin. He pulls off the ramp and he goes into this apartment complex where there's a straight road. He makes sure nobody's around, puts his foot on the gas pedal, punches it with the foot on the brake, smoke's flying, everything's fine. We're looking at the smoke screen, and Kevin turns to me and he goes, or turns to us and says, Yep. I just took 4,000 miles off this rent-a-car's tires, and I'm happy. <laughs> That's great. I said, whoa, okay, Kev, that was cool. <laughs> and he laughed, and he's a good driver and stuff, but that was hilarious. I well, didn't I mean, expect there's a, that. There's a phrase, it's OPM, other people's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome, man. Well, Barry, I, I speak for all of us. I We appreciate the time. One, one of my favorite guests, like I said, I hopped on halfway through the interview and ordered a shirt, and I will wear it proudly everywhere <laughs> oh, thank I you. go. I, I, I appreciate you guys' support, and uh, I appreciate my fans supporting me on Facebook also. And my uh, I, I also uh, half owner of GTG, Good Times Guaranteed, live wrestling auction every Wednesday at 5. Uh, my partner, Richie Sorrentino, he, he uh, helps do that, and all the good promoters that have treated me good, I, I give a big shout-out to everybody like that that's really taken care of me in, in my career. And um, uh, real quick, one of my favorite promoters, Otto Wants in Aust- Austria, he's passed away. He was a AWA world champion, and, mm-hmm. man, that gentleman didn't know me from Adam and just treated me good. Why? I just did what he wanted. I showed up on time, and I could wrestle. That's all the qualifications you need for Otto wants. That's he don't gentleman. care whose son you are, if you're jacked up, if you're this, if you're that. If you could work and you could wrestle, you're on his card. That's so. the gentleman that does the cannonball that Kevin Owens does at JBL. Shouts go. him out quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Barry, where can I get one of those wrestling buddies you've got? I've got two. I got a four and a two year old at home that are tired of beating up the and Hardy. They Wells. would wrestle with the wrestling buddy. 
we had hundreds and I sold them all. And it's I, a limited I, I a, edition item. What's that? It's a limited edition item now. It is because I asked this. All my merch is made in California. And I just spoke to uh, my, my guy and he says they're, they're not making those no more. We're going to go on to something else. So for right now, we're, we're just doing the stick pins and, um, and, uh, the one I got the wrestling uh, size here, and then of course the uh, plushie and the shirts. Awesome! So we, do we have to go on eBay to find a plushie now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you may have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to fix a deal with them too. Right now, it's on the back burner, but I am going to work work a deal with these people. They're really good people, and they do excellent work. They're out of New York, upstate. They're phenomenal. I never right. seen anything duplicated to this uh standard i mean it's on a scale of one to ten it's a 15 in my eyes i know i don't i don't think you've ever had an action figure i follow i'm a big action figure guy but there's a place out there i believe they're called like zombie toys or zombie sailor i already gonna beat you to it signed a deal with them last year yes there we go (laughs) yeah that will be ready that will be ready in a few months and i also i can't talk about the other one i signed but (laughs) This one is you. It's it's big. It's you, uh, you can talk about it. Just use very well, like, vague like, phrases. The guy who made the ones uh, in the '90s for Hasbro. Oh, wow. it, it's big. It's really big. It those will be out probably. I don't know when these will be out. I know it'll both be out within the next six months to a year. Awesome. I follow both of those companies. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I won't name drop them. But Zombie, okay. I think, does the Nick. They've got a Nick Gage coming out, and I'm a big Nick Gage fan. And I mean yep. the the realism on these. So I'm a friend of Mike Bucci who used to be supernova and ECW is Simon Dean and WWE. And he's got, he's got buddies like you, but he's got an action figure coming out from the same company. Great guy. We met through the banking world. Um, so you're on the right path and that's awesome. You've got the pro wrestling team. You've got all the avenues covered. I, tag, oh, yeah. I tagged our buddy yeah, who runs is. this convention up here. I want to get you up here so we can take you out. We got to get Cavazos on the horn with him too. Yeah, we've got a company here locally that does some indie stuff, and they have people come and do seminars and you know work spot shows. I'd love night. to be a part of it. I mean, uh, my track record speaks for itself. I mean, uh, wh- what you see is what you're going to get. Yeah, and uh, anybody who gives me a bad track record, I'd love to hear them and hear what they have to say. Right. I'd love to hear the hater how they're going to knock me. I really would. Make sure you and your people send all the links to all the things you want us to talk about or sell to Mark. He was uh, he's been doing the communication with you guys, and he'll make sure he attaches it all to this podcast. Yeah, it'll all be on. The oh, okay, cool. Thank you so yeah. much. And Barry, if you're ever in Central Illinois, hit us up, and we'll show you the town and have a good time. Oh, hell yeah! We will. Yeah. We will. I, I just, mean, we're just we're I, we're shilling here. We will. Drink Terramana. Yes. You don't have to, but it's we the will. People's tequila. I just when I come to Champagne, I just need actually. Let me think exactly. I just need two things. I just need to know where the meeting greet is. Of course, the hotel and whatnot, and I'm sure it'll be nice. Sure. But then I got to know where the subway is. Got to know. <laughs> we got plenty. I'm actually, next to the hotel, the subway in Champagne near like the area you'd be is literally next door. It's built in. <laughs> it's great. As long as they got my tuna wrap and my chicken wrap, I'm happy. Uh, sounds good. Well, Barry, we're going to definitely do a part two. I just uh, we'll good. get to. Get I hope so. You. We'll get into more stories and 
more on my my uh my my training and stuff because I'm trying to fit everything in an hour and there is much more. I just kind of fast forward a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, like I said, we haven't even scratched the surface with you. And we'll this has been a blast. We'll do it again for sure. Barry, oh, definitely. We... I appreciate it, guys, and thanks for your time and 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 uh, your knowledge of the of the game, of the business. Hey, Barry, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you something. That. We're gonna do something we've never done before. Narge, get your phone out. Okay. What are we doing? Are we gonna take <laughs> you, a selfie? You're gonna take a, a selfie, selfie with us. With Barry, but hang on, I got to make sure this works. Uh, hang okay. on, hang on. I don't know how the fuck this works. Okay, you got Barry in there. All right, well, you got us. Kinda... There you go. There we go. Now can we all pat ourselves on the back real quick? Because that's Barry. Ouchies, ouchies. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Thank you, sir. It was great Thank to you talk guys. to you. Hey, Barry Horowitz Hall of Fame 2023. We're starting yeah. it. We're, we're, we're the not campaign starting starts we're, now. We're, we're supporting get, Bret Hart. Right we're now. supporting the campaign now. Oh, yes. Yes. You got you to gotta support Bret Hart. I got to say two things before I leave. Sure. Right on. Um, there's a lot of great wrestlers out there, but Barry Horowitz wrestles great. I got to get that in. Yeah. And also, I need you to do me a favor. All of you guys, keep in touch with yourself. Don't let your meatloaf or your hamburger stand. <laughs> That I sounds will. like a plan. We will Barry. definitely understand and agree. Yep. Thank you and take care, brother. Thanks a lot, Barry. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take care. Yep. Appreciate your time and effort. Yes, sir. Holy shit. We got to get him to Champaign County, right? Uh, uh, yeah. We got to hang with Barry Horowitz. Yeah, what, he took us up almost to the end here, and almost, I am not upset about it. No. So, that was good. He had he had a lot of, a lot of good things to yeah. say, and he was very... Uh, articulate yeah. about things that and we, we may are, not have known and we are most definitely going to have him on for a part two yes uh, maybe we can even if he's ever in town we can maybe do it in person too and uh i think so like i said i tagged brian ward who runs the dark history and horror convention here locally mm-hmm. and i also tagged david cavazzo who runs zero one pro wrestling nice who's one of his champions one of his guys is on our next episode mark who yeah. is that on uh our next episode on tuesday may 31st the Current, I'm say current because he does have a title match like two days before he's on. Oh shit! Uh, Camaro Jackson from Zero One USA is going to be joining us on the Zoom. He and, got a six and Menders is going to be in studio. Menders is going to be with us in studio. Our Zero One super fan who is also our war correspondent at all their shows. And I'm going to try and be at one of the shows that weekend. I think probably the Saturday show. We got to drop the berry. Uh, th- we're going to make this happen. We got to drop the berry. What the hell is that? We got to drop the berry. Oh, berry. I the Horowitz. That, I thought you were talking about the berry, like a blueberry or something. No, the Horowitz. The Horowitz. This, hey, it's got to happen. He says drop the berry like he's talking about, let me do a teabag here. No, well, what the like hell is that? Hey, now, my wife's listening. Between She told us to stop. Between yeah, She did. <laughs> we between, saw that. Between the indie promotion we have and the convention we've got, mm-hmm. Barry fits. He literally fits both Perfectly. profiles. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... We, we're the liaisons. We could literally be the gentlemen who take care of Barry when he shows up. We take him out, wine him, dine him. Mark, you do the rest. Hey, uh, <laughs> Mender says she'll get help getting Barry to come into zero one. Do it, Mindy. Mindy, you got Go it. get him, Menders. All right. So, like I said, we went a little long with the interview, and I'm not complaining either. Do you have Marge. a top 10? I have a top 10. Now, here's the thing. We were going to do a thing for uh, AEW today. But Mr. Gibson could not join Mr. us. Mr. Gibson didn't join us. That's all right. We'll have him on sometime. I'm Dan Housen for all. I'm Very think, nice. I'm thinking maybe we should do a pregame for Double or Nothing. When is that? The 28th of, of May. May. On Sunday. No, Ooh. the 28th is a Saturday. 
I know this. Intimately. Yeah, we have twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. We have, we have shit to Sunday. do that day. Twenty ninth is yeah, Sunday. I'm, I'll be there, Cindy. But twenty uh, ninth uh, is the day that I'm gonna go see fucking Top Gun Maverick. Fuck you guys. Uh, well, you'll be done by then. It's probably no. I'll never be done. That's Top Gun Maverick. But uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it like on a, like a special Tuesday or something. We'll figure something. Well, I mean out. that's that's a four day weekend, so we could yeah. do it on Monday if that's not our well, normal that's Tuesday. After, day. That's after the show. Oh shit. But uh, anyway, so we'll we were figure gonna, it out. So we'll we were going to kind of grade AW since it's on their coming up on their third anniversary. We'll do that another time. But I guess, like I, as always, it would not be Tuesday without Top Ten Tuesday. You've Top got eight ten. minutes to fit it all in. That's what she said. <laughs> there it is. He said. He said. What did I do with the other seven? All right. <laughs> what are we arguing about this week, Mark? All right. So because our guest was a, uh, I think a big deal in the nineties. You think he was a big deal. Right. If anybody is listening to this podcast and is a pro wrestling fan, a true pro wrestling fan, when you say Barry Horowitz, they know who it they is. They know who it is. Okay. Barry's up there with, with Barry's even, in my opinion, he's bigger than Dwayne Gill. He's bigger than Iron Mike Sharp. Dwayne Gill went shit till he was Gilbert. Right. Barry and Iron Mike Sharp is more of a, a trainer than even in hand. Barry was the guy to he make everybody guy. else look better and he was always unlike a lot of the enhancement guys he put effort into his look into his body he had a gimmick he was in shape but uh anyway we're getting we're getting off track you're rip rogers into, that's the other one but you're cutting into my eight minutes all right so because this is kind of a 90s themed episode my top 10 this week is uh top 10 feuds of the 1990s oh uh, and this is going to cover all the three of the majors wwf ecw wcw perfect was was oh. there just so I new guy here, was there a Hulk Hogan Macho feud? Man feud no. at that time? It was sporadic. It spaced. It wasn't long en- like long enough together to warrant being on the list. But the biggie was eighty nine. Yeah, when you know Hogan turned heel on Macho, and <laughs> I have no move right. on. Right. Or maybe right. Hogan was the real man and Macho was the he was a real American. Damn it! Do you want to get this going again? We only got six minutes. <laughs> All right. So here hey, we when go. it comes crashing down and it burns inside, it sounds like herpes, and you should get to see a doctor. <laughs> Did you ever hear that oh, Village yeah. People song? It was Nacho Nacho Man. No, oh, that's hurtful. <laughs> All right, guys, you're cutting into my time. I've been down right. six minutes. <laughs> Number ten. Number ten. WCW, and also a little bit in WWF. Uh, Warren, from your tattoo, Mister Nargelinus, I have the aforementioned legendary Macho Man Randy Savage against the Nature Boy Ric Flair. How? Yeah. Fantastic match at WrestleMania eight. Yeah. I love which the, is where this tattoo came from. Right. I love the feud in WCW in like ninety five, ninety six. When they introduced Liz as right. a, Liz was kind of the surprise, right? And Liz turned heel for the first time and was Was Sherry still involved? No, it was no. woman. Woman. Woman a woman, woman wants you marry me now. <laughs> yes. And they did they played it up like Liz had divorced Randy like then, even though it was like four years before they'd already been or were they divorced they by were then? divorced by then that's yeah. what i thought yeah but then liz was handing out all savage's money to the fans why, why are we doing that no bad mark for quit Pedro fucking with shit later <laughs> this far in the episode but yeah i mean plus those two guys are absolute masters and you know can't go wrong now, putting those two together i'm okay with that at 10 maybe it could go a little higher maybe a little higher i'm curious to hear let's all right. go all right shall we go to number nine we shall, shall, also, shall, shall, shall. Also from WCW, uh, early 90s, your uh, your wheelhouse, I got the man called Vader and the man called Sting. 
Oh, White Castle of Fear. White Castle of Fear, King of Cable tournament. Yes. I mean, was, it, was there... What is wrong? What are you doing? <laughs> Marco's getting jazzy with the vocal effects here. <laughs> I sound like T-Pain. Uh, all right. That's that's a great one. Move on. I'm, I've had too much to drink. I, I don't know. All right. So, okay, so that one speaks for itself. Yes. Vader's the monster heel, Sting's the uber baby face. Vader's son actually really commended Sting here within the last year or two, talking about trying to get him in the Hall of Fame, which he is. Right. But Jesse couldn't say not enough good things about Sting. Sting was the first guy to reach out when Vader passed, yeah. actually, Jesse. So. You know, Jesse might be an interesting get for the show. Oh, come on, talk Mark. With. Don't tease me. <laughs> that would be a good... He has some professional wrestling background. He was right. in NXT years ago but, before it was kind of a thing. But and... selfishly, it'd be cool to hear some stories about his old man, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be down. He might. We'll, uh, we'll that's, to... your, that's your homework this week. Uh, well, I don't know. I get, get to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll get on that. We'll keep you posted on that. What number are we up to? Uh, number seven. Number eight. Eight. ECW. Did you do that? Yeah. E- All right. So going to ECW, one of my personal favorites, Taz and Sabu. Oh. I mean, they teased it for so for long. Almost a year and a half they didn't touch in the ring. Yep. Then they had the pay-per-view main event on Barely Legal, which was a classic. Who won? Uh, Taz went over in that match. Do you agree with that? I do. I do. Because Taz that led was to more Sabu of a serious. Because that's the match that led to Fonzie turning on Taz and joining up with Van Damme and Sabu. Which. Great angle. Makes sense. Yeah. And Taz Eddie. was the more serious of Taz the group. The he was the shooter. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You know, so I like not the so super far shooter, so good. I like, like Jody this. Malenko. But uh, yeah, so they had, and also the matches they had, like uh, Living Dangerously '99 for the FTW title, the WrestlePalooza match. It's just they always had good matches. You mentioned FTW that j- debuted this, this week, week or last week, yeah, twenty week. years ago or In whatever. Right? Queens, New York. Taz brought the original belt out. And now who's carrying it? Uh, Ricky Stocks. Ricky Stocks. <laughs> I really wish they'd take that belt more seriously. Uh, not to get off topic, Tony Khan said he's got a bunch of fucking tag belts I designed. Heard, I heard there's trios belts in the works. Trios. We're, I want an extreme title. They've done enough ECW-esque, no rules bullshit. Come on, Mark. If you give them something to fight for, Darby's going to actually kill himself in the ring. Uh, that fucking spot moron. last week, we were all watching. I mean, that, was it him? No. Darby. Doing the thing off the ladder? Yeah, who did yeah, that? Was, that was it Darby, Darby or Jeff? That was Darby. That was stupid. On to the chairs, on the floor. Six inches to the left and his spine on top of the... He's right. done. If Jeff's a half second late, he's dead. <laughs> Pure, I, you have to wonder what Sting's thinking. I know Sting's a good sport and all this, but is he thinking like... He's got to step up. These fucking kids. Gives the wisdom. <laughs> and Matt's supposed to be the voice of reason for Jeff. Have you seen Matt walk? He ain't the voice of nothing. Well, he, he could be the vo- he's not the 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 gate of reason. The man's got a hip. He's got problem. A, I heard he's got an ad free shows thing where he tells stories. It's, I'm actually curious to hear it sometime. Uh, not uh, as good as this podcast. Oh well, no, of course not. Does right. think he's getting Barry Horowitz on his show? Nothing can what? compete. No. Number seven. Number seven. Uh, just to make you happy, Narge. 1997. Well, late 96 into 97. Hogan and Sting. Oh. Where, where the fucking, where Great. Sting showed up fat and overweight, and then Bischoff blew it with Bret Hart. Not and, tanned. Yeah. Uh, great buildup, shitty blow-off. The there was so was much awful. wrong with that. They, they literally built Sting up for a year. Uh-huh. 
And then he, I mean, I don't even care that he's out of shape. Why is Bret Hart involved? What? That, that just wasn't needed. He's trying, he's trying to pop a rating and a buy rating. Should have just been a Didn't straight forward. Now, hang on a minute. No. Dwayne thinks Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart is number one. Well, Dwayne, Dwayne, what, Dwayne popped what, what, his load early. What's new? Dwayne, Dwayne, this isn't a white snake concert. Calm Dwayne, the no, fuck down. Dwayne knows <laughs> what I always tell him. I say, you got to wait and see, buddy. Tawny Katan isn't here on our desk, Dwayne. Uh, you know why? Because if she was, she'd be trying to kill us. She's kind of crazy. She's a zombie now. <laughs> R.I.P. Tawny. <laughs> All right. So I'll move on. Number six, one of my very favorites, uh, Bret Hart and Owen Hart from 94. One, of my, the, one of my favorite wait, WrestleMania wait, wait. matches. There was a TV show called Heart to Heart. You tell me there's a wrestling episode that was Heart, Heart versus, versus Heart? Heart? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Great feud. And FTR just replicated the almost the entire match. Yeah. It was, uh, it was awesome. FTR, does that stand for Fuck the Rodeo? Fuck the Revival, Forever the Revival, okay. Fear the Revolution, the revolution. Fear, fear the Rest Holds, whatever. All sorts of... <laughs> but, I mean, I've gone on record before, Notch. You may not agree with me. I think Owen was better than Brett. Across the board in every possible aspect. Owen was definitely a better promo. Better guy. promo. I think better. He could fly. He was. I think he was smoother in the ring than Brett yeah. was. I think all Owen really needed. He needed to tweak his look. I'm not talking blue blazer. Nothing like lose the pink and black. I kind of enjoyed his later on run where so he had enough was enough time for a change. Not even the yellow. yellow and black. The uh, oh the, the black heart. Yeah, with the the gray and the red, he was with Jared, I think, for a yeah. bit with that look. Yeah, I I dug the black heart gimmick too yeah. in '97. And the, I th- I thought he could have been a world champion. Should honestly, been. I think he would have been. I think he would have gotten one at least one title run before uh, he retired. In my opinion, I, I think Vince should have ran that route instead of this blue blazer gimmick. Had he pushed once Brett left, had he pushed Owen to that main event level? Owen should have beat Sean for the belt. And then maybe had a run with Austin as the payoff for the power. For the neck break, yeah, absolutely. Which Austin, I mean, that was a personal feud. Yeah, Austin never had it. He was cordial with Owen afterwards, but but he he held a grudge. He held a grudge, yeah. All right, so yeah, Brett and Owen, great. Never saw him have a bad match. No. It was just perfect. And as the little brother, I always rooted for Owen against Brett, you know. I always like Bruce. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You know who really (laughs) liked Bruce? Bruce. Because yeah. <laughs> I guess it was supposed to be Bruce and not Owen in that angle. My favorite in the whole Heart Foundation deal was Pillman, and then it was Nightheart. I, I, I was, never liked anybody that was actually in the family. I, I was always a big fan of Bulldog. Yeah, Especially, no. like, early 90s Bulldog. Yeah, see, I was a Nightheart guy. He looked the part. He was when, crazy. When my brother and I were kids, like, I'm talking like I was in third grade, and we loved the Hart Foundation as a tag team. And my brother was a Brett guy, and I was the I was the Anvil guy. Yeah, I was like eighty pounds. You was setting him up for the heart attack. You're like, I got you, John. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, we got our little million dollar man buddy. Come on. We never had the buddies. Oh, see, I got them all at the house. I could talk my dad and taking us to wrestling shows. Much less getting the wrestling. Oh buddy. shit! See, my kids. I've got a tote, <laughs> and my my son the last week was like, "I'm gonna wrestle the boss man." So what do you mean you gonna wrestle the boss man? I found him in your box upstairs, Dad. I said, leave my toys alone. I got adult toys. Put those. <laughs> Do you away. wrestle the wrestling buddies when the kids are in bed? And- no. but yeah. So my boys have got five buddies right now. They've got two Hardy Boys, a Demon Finn Balor, John Cena, and a Kenny Omega. We need to get him a Sydney Bacabella. No, out they, to, we need to, to get him Barry Horowitz. That's right. right That's on. what I said. And Nova, Mike Mike Bucci, he's been, he been right. holding out on me. You know, you know who was tailor-made to be a wrestling buddy? Blue Meanie. 
Oh, yeah. Easily. <laughs> He's yeah. a walking wrestling buddy. He's awesome. <laughs> I love Beanie. A great guy, too. All right. We're getting off track, Narge. That's all right. But speaking of ECW, Narge, number five. Oh. Raven and Dreamer. Raven and Dreamer. Yes. That's the greatest ECW feud of all time. Oh, absolutely. You better not have another ECW feud in this that, whole list. That is the last ECW feud I have. I watched earlier today, again, I mentioned it, Paige and Raven in the cage, and they yeah. kind of did a similar Raven Dreamer thing, only it was it was Canyon who did the chair shot to Raven, mm-hmm. handcuffed to the cage. Right. But as a kid, I remember watching a show called Inside Edition. Right. You remember that? It was late night trash TV. Yeah. I hadn't was, been exposed to ECW. It was pre-TMZ. Yeah. I hadn't yep. been exposed to ECW yet. I, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Almanac, I had all those, so I'd see the yep. pictures. But I remember watching... Dreamer handcuffed to the cage and Raven hit right. Am I getting no, no, Raven, or is opposite? No, Dreamer hit Raven. That's right. All right. So Raven's in the cage. Dreamer wrapping the chair over his head. And I remember thinking, I don't know what I was eight, nine. I'm like, this is 95. I want to say 94, 95, 11. I'm like, holy shit. They do that on pro wrestling. <laughs> that, that sold me. It was literally that image. I'll never forget is him wrapping that chair over his head. Yeah. I may have got the characters wrong, but was there anybody in ECW better at psychology than Raven? Maybe Douglas, but that maybe, you know, maybe Douglas. And but Polly. was there anybody else at being just a fantastic loser? Tommy, then Tommy. Turner. Oh, lovable loser to the T. That's why I loved him for years. I think Tommy, if he listens, I'm sorry, Tommy. I think he's overstayed his welcome. I really do. You know, I sent a message to Tommy asking him if he wanted to come on, and he actually responded to me pretty quickly afterwards. Explained he's under contract to Sirius XM, so he's unable to do it. But. I appreciate that he was able to respond to us. and uh... I will give Tommy kudos, and I've told you this story. I met Tommy 20-something. He was in WWE at the time. This mm-hmm. is when he first signed with WWE. So Jack Doan, referees from here, and I said, Jack, I want to meet one guy. We were They were in Terre Haute at the Holman. Mm-hmm. I said, I want to meet Tommy Dreamer. And he said, I think I make that happen. I went backstage. I met Tommy Dreamer. We took a picture. I have it. It's black and white. It's the worst printed out photo you've ever seen from the 90s printer. Was it on a fun saver? I don't even remember. I'm backstage and I'm like, oh, there's Raven. There's Crash Holly. There's all these guys. And Jack's like, nope, that's it. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Rewind. So that was 20 some years ago. Rewind about seven years ago when I first met my wife and Kyler. Tommy was in Decatur at a show. It might have been when David did. I don't know. We go. And I meet him, and I said, Tommy, I met you years ago. It was my favorite moments. He looked at me, and he goes, Terre Haute, Indiana? I'm like, because uh, I mentioned Jack Doan. Right. I said, I met you because of referee Jack. He said, Terre Haute, Indiana? Couldn't believe it, Mark. Tommy has taken probably more shots to the head and to the say, back than anybody else. all the concussions he's had, I'm surprised he remembers. But he literally looked at me and said, Terre Haute, Indiana. I looked at Rachel, and she was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I said, yes, Terre Haute, Indiana. <laughs> Ever since then, I mean, I've always been a Tommy fan, but that solidified it. The fact yeah. that he could remember that one interaction over how many at that point in 20 right. years. Okay. Oh, probably thousands. So moving on. Oh, That's right. my Tommy story. Yeah. That's why I love Tommy. Yeah, I love your pain train anecdotes. Yeah, I got some shit. All right. Uh, number four, probably the best feud of 1996, I would say. Taker and Mankind. Oh, man. Who thought Paul Bearer would turn on The Undertaker? Not me. And just the fact, Mankind, I don't think anybody has more wins over Undertaker than Mankind does. That's why I was so disappointed when Taker didn't shout him out. And I'm sure I, yeah, I, I went on was purpose. A, I think it was a slip of the tongue. Just a slip. You you go through all these lists, and I, the one glaring omission is the one everybody remembers. Right. You know. 
the hell in the cell, yeah. the the boiler room, yeah, all of the buried all, all that. He did it all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and mankind, for the record, has said he doesn't hold any ill will yes. to take her for omitting him because he forgot his wife in his speech. That's what he said. <laughs> I, I have to imagine that time period is when Mick made more money than any other time in his career. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, because he he segued all that into a championship run. Mm-hmm. Great number four, right? Can't wait to hear the another next three. All right, number th- taking selfies over so, there. So number oh, yeah. th- number so my number three is from my my personal favorite year in wrestling, which is nineteen ninety seven. Clockwork Orange, and uh, it's WCW. Nope, Macho Man, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh man, go so DDP. Talk so about good. the two working men kind of that's champions. That's the feud that made DDP a megastar. I, mean, I thought you were going Benoit Sullivan. No, that was a good one, but was it was a little too intense for me. It was it's it's real. Pers- it was, it was we're, we still hey, not sure where that one ended. Hey, the new, uh, by the way, no, new Jumping the Rail t-shirt on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees back. It's real to us, damn it. Or it's real to, it says it's real to me, damn it. What a, what a throwback to a viral video. That guy does. That's a guy we should get on the show. Who's he that? does conventions. Who's that? The, it's still real to me, damn it. The crying guy at the conventions. Oh, oh that guy. He is on my Twitter. I'm going to reach out to him. You ought to. Go, go for it. It's, I think his oh, name's shoot. David. I'm getting my, on there right now. My phone blacked out. But, yeah, I mean, that's the Macho Man went out of his way to make DDP a star on that feud. He took the diamond cutter for a finish when it was almost unheard of for him to do it with anybody other than Hogan. David Wills. David Wills. Okay. That's his name. I, I know a David Wills. He's related to a Steve Wills that I know. Uh, it's not a, the same. A Mohawk Steve Wills? Yes. They're not the same. Okay. But uh, it's still real to me, damn it. That's All you have to do is search it. He's right here. He does a convention circuit. If anybody has ever seen this, this guy gets emotional. Not- Who was in the ring? Was it Rock and Roll Express? or? Oh, shit. I mean, it was Cornette. I've got the video. But he feels like well, how we feel. Yeah. We we still, as kids, watch and we go, wow. Oh, we know. Man. We know. Uh, he's not going to sue us for using it's still real to me, damn it, is he? Or I'm not gonna write him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if I get a cease and desist in the next month, then we'll... what number are we on? I've we got up to number, we're here. up to number two. Number two, 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 two. And I'm gonna make Dwayne very unhappy. There it is. Brett He's Dwayne. used to it. He's used to disappointment. Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. And I'm gonna be honest. The best match I ever saw them have was not the Iron Man match from 1996 at WrestleMania. It was, I'm not Iron Man. Right. It was, was this when he was Intercontinental Champion? It was no. It was his first world title run. It was Brett and Sean at Survivor Series '92. They did a ladder match together, right? It was yeah. It was on a Coliseum video, right? But right. it was like two years before the one with Sean and Razor, right? But since it didn't happen on TV, it was Sean and Razor had the first ladder match. But that's neither here nor there. But no, they always had their the tension was always palpable with those two. But they made great TV out of it. I know number one. I'll bet you do. No, I, maybe I don't. No. It could be two things. Is that your way of telling me to get on with it? No, it could be two <laughs> things. Can I guess? Or you gonna, you gonna, you want me to blow it? Uh, don't blow it. It's got a, Steve Austin's involved. Maybe. Stone Cold Steve so Austin it, it, or the $6 million so it could, man. It could be a Hollywood gentleman or it could be a corporate executive. That's one of the, those. That's it. Right. Go ahead. Or, or it could be a big-nosed, long-haired Blue blood. No, better not me. <laughs> no, it's 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 Austin McMahon. It's, oh, okay, it's, thank you. 
<laughs> I did love the Austin Triple H feud, but it wasn't top ten. And then they eventually teamed. I could have put The Rock and Triple H on this top ten list too. That was a feud that I remember. I wasn't as excited for it. Those two because I was so into Austin at the yeah. time. I was a big Triple H guy, so I was down. But... Remember, they did the SummerSlam ladder match. Yeah, and Triple then... H in the purple tights and. Yeah, and then uh, all the stuff like Backlash 2000. What about Triple H and Mick? Menders says Dusty uh, and Flair. Uh, that's 80s Menders. <laughs> We're talking 90s. <gasps> Mendes, did you miss the How whole 90s? dare we? <laughs> What's but that no, word? that was a great feud. That's actually probably my favorite feud ever, Dusty and Flair. Ham- Hammer said we've got to... We've got to wrap this up. We've got a post production meeting oh, at far the local water to disappoint hole. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. With you. Hey Hammer, if Is you it... can hear us now, make sure those tequilas are chilled properly. That's right. Is there a bigger feud than Austin McMahon? The only one that you left off, and this probably isn't a realistic feud, was the NWO against WCW. But that, yeah, I mean, is not? that NWO against WCW? Well, yeah. I mean, that was a feud. I I could have. Easily made that uh, Hogan Sting NWO versus. Okay, Sting. I okay, that's fair. That's fair. Austin McMahon, yes, easily. Barry Horowitz and Chris Candido at number eleven, right? I'm sorry, Barry and Chris. At, that was uh, a, that was an exciting feud, and I enjoyed the hell. But out he of didn't it. want to talk about it that much, so we'll, well have we to didn't dig really into that. We didn't time. really bring it up though. Yeah. That, we'll have to say that for part two. I tried. He well, I was surprised. I thought that was his biggest. Time. I did not know the Mike Graham stuff. Right. right. Mike Graham's a sad story. It, it really That's is. when we should get into. I remember before WWE Network was a thing. It used to be like if you get on like Xfinity, they had like the on demand. The twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike Graham was on the Legends Roundtable. I love that show. And then all of a sudden, it was like Mike Graham kills himself. Right. And I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be heartless about it, but the, it was just it kind of came out of nowhere. The, the last thing I saw was uh, uh, when he accepted. On Eddie's behalf for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he had the big picture with the NWA board meeting. I mean, those are stories we should dig into at some point. We've never done a uh, dark side of the podcast episode, but I think there's some stories we could really dig into. Half our podcast are the dark side of something. I mean, we could. I think there's some episodes where we could really dig into some deeper shit. Some negative things people don't talk about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that we'll have to wait for another day, gentlemen. It is about that time. And uh, we got to get hammered to the to the bar. We got to get hammer hammered. That's right. We got to get to the bar so hammer and us get hammered. All right. Let me get let me get our plugs in real quick before we go, Marco. Prowrestlingtees.com slash JTR pod. We got seven awesome designs up for your. We're about to have forty seven. I'm man. I'm paying out the ideas like crazy. I'm gonna rework. I like the tequila narge, but I think I'm gonna rework it a little bit. I'm sorry. No, we have a, we have an no, idea uh, on the tequila narge shirt. Yeah. We, we have we an have idea got, that it will be just like a smoking. We may have the best idea ever coming soon, though. We like talked it. about it last week. I showed it to Rachel. I showed it to Keller. Oh, the one that I just sent you guys? With the car- yes. Yeah. I, I, we I all to, agree. I need to get it cleaned up so one. it'll get approved. Are we talking the, about the math problem? Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think I think one. that's a header on Facebook even. There yeah, is a shirt a coming out that will rival Austin 316. <laughs> it'll outsell the NWO. Hulkamane. Me. Don't say fuck Hulkamania. If you if you like wrestling <laughs> and you like that Terra Mana and you like the podcast, you're but, gonna love the shirt. Yes. But uh so yeah, Pro Wrestling T slash JTR Pod, uh Twitter at JTR Pod, Instagram at Jumping the Rail, Facebook here on the Facebook page. And uh I gotta do better on the uh jumping the rail. I haven't or the Instagram I am yeah. on. That's Mark. Yeah, you're our Instagram guy. I'm our Twitter guy. But uh 
huge thank you to Barry Horowitz for sitting down with us. That was a great conversation. Great. And like I said, we'll have him back for part two. Thanks, everybody, for listening and put questions in. Uh, for Marco, for Narge, uh, shout out to Keith Gibson. We'll have you on soon, I promise. Mo money. Mo money. And uh, so this is Redman, and we will see you guys in two weeks with Camaro Jackson. Later. <laughs>